0: No program always uh, starts best when you when you fire the right the right thing. Hi, this is Did That Make Air, episode eighteen. Apparently, uh, we just did make air. Yeah, barely. Like, <laughs> congratulations well. to us. Uh, joined yep. joined by Ed Barnes. I'm Brian Wilmer, and uh, it's it's been I don't even begin to know how to describe this week, this day, everything about it. So the fact that I even got something right before we got the program rolling that's that's a win in my book.
1: Absolutely. No, I think it is. And I apologize uh, to everyone for the late start. Um, I actually was on the phone uh, about some work opportunities, which um, are very promising at this time. don't want to say too much about what they are, but when you're a freelance employee um, and you're never quite exactly sure what your next job is going to be, uh, something uh, potentially this extensive uh, is very good news and um, could be a large part of my income. So you know what? It's a free podcast, and if you can't understand why we're late <laughs> – then um, I invite you to turn it off, actually. Or I don't know why you waited this long, if you're just going to be mad.
0: (laughs) Why would you listen to begin with? That's the question. Well,
1: I don't know. That's another good question. I think uh, anthropologists, you know, decades, centuries from now, will probably be asking that question.
0: Yeah, by the way, uh, spoiler alert, Ed will be uh, the executive producer for the new Bravo TV series, Real Housewives of Tuscaloosa.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, I actually had an incident happen where... Um, I apparently my my Twitter got hacked and was sending out all the you know spam messages that uh, <laughs> hacked Twitters do, and it sent a message talking about how I lost thirty pounds because of Women's Health magazine or something like that um, to Padres blog Gaslamp Ball. Oh God. And it- tweeted me the next day saying got a funny spam from ed barnes about uh losing weight with women's health and i wrote back and i said it's all part of the new show i'm pitching to at bravo andy real housewives of lakeside (laughs) uh, which is a great place to reportedly find drugs in san diego county so um, you know it was favorited by them so obviously it must be it must be great
0: well yeah and you know anytime you get a favorite that that tells you that you've said all you need to say really
1: yeah I think that yeah. If
0: I got a favorite, I think that justifies saying pretty much anything, right? Yeah, exactly. If you want to favorite our tweets, by the way, how about that segue? You can uh, yes. you can do that at Did That Make Air on Twitter. Also, you can uh, send us an email: dtma podcast at gmail Again, dtma podcast at gmail.com. I have a communications background, so I can spell. Yay me!
1: Ooh, that's good. That's that's a good thing. Reading aloud, never. I mean, that's probably a good skill to have for the show as well.
0: Yeah, tonight on the program, uh, a bunch of silly things because, frankly, we need it after, uh, after the week that's gone on. And I'll, I'll get more into that later, maybe. And uh, actually, the return, the triumphant return of one of our favorite hashtags on the program. We've gone, God, six weeks now without a hashtag real parenting story. So, Which is unacceptable. Yeah, that, that comes back tonight. In fact, let's start the show with it. I'm just going to go ahead and make the executive decision. We're going to start the, the, the program with the hashtag real parenting story that we want to feature tonight.
1: Yes. Uh and can I just state for the record since Jerry is already asking uh in the chat room or making fun of me about these things, <laughs> cleanse. The cleanse is over. Cleanse ended um on Saturday. So I'm actually having a, a nice um what's it called here? So be Pizza Port Brewing Company Chronic Ale. It's an amber. So um we'll see how the show goes. Probably it'll get funnier as we go along, at least for me. So I hope you all think the same.
0: A chronic ale, huh? Guess it's that, Chronic Amber Ale. Guess that. Uh, guess that cost you four twenty. Yes,
1: um, yeah, it's a special at four twenty every day, Brian.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, the <laughs> let's just move and on. It's blown this.
1: me off like four times already since we've even started the show. It's been going <laughs> great.
0: Yeah, we're um, we're actually Ryan uh, McDonald, our front of the program, who's back for the first time in who knows how long, is saying that you need to check out Anchor Brewing. I'll uh, I'll let you shoot that down. As no, a... Anchor
1: Brewing is good stuff that that's based out of Northern California. Um they they uh they're very good. Uh and when I'm up in Northern California, I sample their beers on a very regular basis. So yes,
0: I, I'm in agreement. So are are you pouring that in the Zima bottle still or are you, you going just straight?
1: I don't know. Zima bottles give you a certain credibility with really <laughs> stupid like upside down, sideways, visor wearing kids. So, you know, that's fun. I mean that's the OG like icing people, right?
0: <laughs> See one of these days folks ed is going to show up in a tv truck with a neck beard and a pair of converse. We'll wonder where we lost him.
1: The neck beard would be easy because i hate <laughs> shaving. The converse <laughs> would be hard because i have bad ankles and i probably would manage to roll my ankle like 7 times trying to walk in those shoes.
0: Yeah by the way let's let's bring that up real quick because i have that same problem. Now now first of all for those who who don't or, or who listen to the program and don't really know uh, I have ridiculously comical feet. I, I wear a size fifteen, so it 's tough enough to find shoes that fit me. But converse all stars the last time I wore those things, I felt as yep. though I was you know walking on a cardboard box or something they 're that flat and for you know people like you and me who played ball with you know, like busted up ankles and blown arches and everything, those are really not our look
1: yeah uh, I, I broke an ankle when I was two and a half. <laughs> I mean, I got oh. started young at this game of messing up my ankles. How did so, that happen? Uh, my father was pushing me on a tricycle down the block, and there was a little uh, chunk of pavement missing that he did not see. The front wheel hit that, and I went over the handlebars, and my front uh, and my ankle got caught in the spokes of the front tire.
2: Wow. Yeah,
1: that <laughs> was good times. I remember my father holding me and just thinking, like, saying aloud, like, I'm the worst father ever. I'm the worst father
0: so be- between that at two and a half, and for for yeah. me when I was five, I think I was running around uh, a you know kind of the playground thing at our school, which oh. by the way was right next to a cemetery of all things, and I, I tripped on a uh, seesaw board that had nails sticking out of it, and that oh. punctured through my leg. So yeah, we've Good uh, times we we both been kind of uh, victims of bad luck injuries at young ages. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was. I mean, the one comical thing about it were the pictures of me after. I broke my ankle because the cast went, cast pretty much went all the way up my leg because I was so <laughs> small. So in order to actually stabilize the ankle, the cast I, – I had to walk like I was a peg leg pirate basically. <laughs> Just swinging my leg to the side as I
0: go. Which uh, later got you a paycheck as Pirate Steve in the Dodgeball movie.
1: Yes, it did. It was a great role and a great Hollywood debut for me.
0: Uh, speaking of which, we'll talk about Hollywood in a little bit because of something that you and I talked about off air, and uh, the, it needs to be on air. Some of the things that we talk about off air, folks, will never ever make it to this air. But sometimes, for good reason. Yeah, there there are some things that that are good for uh, for air. We'll bring it to the microphone here in a minute. But first of all, I have a hashtag real parenting story from my hometown. I'm so proud. I can't even begin good. to tell you. I
1: think you should be. I think you should be.
0: Yeah, Dateline, uh, the beautiful Lynch Vegas, Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh, Virginia police have charged a mother and her boyfriend for trying do-it-yourself tattoo removal on their children after a babysitter inked them without permission.
2: There's a
1: lot going on in the start of that story there, (laughs) so I think we might need to go back and review... Uh, Step by step to make sure we all understand just what's at stake here in this real parent. Sorry, hashtag real parenting. Yes. Have to make sure that we say it correctly so everyone (laughs) can take part and tweet. Yes. So (laughs) they were arrested for trying amateur tattoo removal on their child. Uh, Children, yes. Children, excuse me, that were inked by the babysitter.
0: Without their permission, yes.
1: Without their permission, um, boy, there are just so many questions, uh, and I know we have a lot of copy left, so some of them will be answered. But so do you just drop your kids off at the tattoo parlor f- when you are having them babysat, or did someone have a mobile studio type thing that they brought to your house? How did this happen?
0: See, now I'm thinking of these D-bag, you know, DJs who go around to different, you know, parties and stuff, and they have the little mobile DJ kit with them.
1: (laughs) God. Wow. Um, Um, So please, I must know more. But those are really the things top of mind uh, as I first hear this story.
0: Yeah, 20-year-old Alexander Edwards was caring for the mother's two girls under the age of 13 when Campbell County, Virginia police say he tattooed them with a home tattoo kit, WSET Television reported.
1: I did not know that they made home tattoo kits. Um, <laughs> I would just love to see the results of some of these home tattoo kits.
0: <laughs> Those are the ones where, where you have like, you know, in, instead of God tattooed on your arm, it's just like gob or something like that. That's, that's probably how that works.
1: I, I would think so. Uh, so you've got to believe that there are some people out there that are going to use these on themselves, and try to tattoo themselves. Uh,
0: of course, yes.
1: So <laughs> that's the one I really want to see. Here's what I was going for, and here's what I came up with: shakiest lines ever on all the letters. Just like. <laughs> oh, man.
0: By the way, uh, McDonald asking how they sterilize the equipment. I'm I'm gonna probably guess it's done with either a the flame they're already using to make meth, or b a crack pipe. <laughs> Uh
1: I'm actually going with A. That's uh, okay. my final answer. Okay. Fair enough. So <laughs> so the other question I have is what does anyone think hey, uh I've got two children here under the age of 13, however however old they may be, uh they just absolutely must have this tattoo. What could that tattoo possibly be <laughs> did they think is that important to get on these
0: kids? They um they give they give a little bit of of background here, uh, according to search warrants, one of the girls had her name tattooed on her shoulder. That's
1: that's okay. That's disturbing enough, but is is that? I'm just sp- waiting. I'm, I'm just waiting for more something where it's a, a tattoo that these kids are really going to regret. Like I want a pony, you know? It's like <laughs> just, that, you know? You, you grow up with this giant pony tattoo on your arm
0: is is the uh, is the name on the shoulder so that when she's having unprotected sex at 14 the uh, the guy knows the right name to call her is that is that exactly. why that Exactly.
1: I think that probably is just an easy use guy, I guess. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> have a
0: have a tattoo of like entrance with an arrow pointing down? Yeah.
1: Okay, I don't know about that. That's <laughs> really far, Brian. Uh say that too much on this show but wow the
0: uh, the girl's mother melissa delp 35 and her boyfriend Dan- daniel jenny 32 told police that the girls were tattooed without their permission
1: i'd imagine so yes if you have parents i can't see you ever giving permission for your child under 13 to have a tattoo i just can't possibly imagine it
0: but this is where it gets a little worse okay. <laughs> believe it or not when the couple returned home They found the tattoos and used a heated razor blade to try to scrape or burn off the tattoos, according to police reports.
1: Oh, Oh, that just sounds so
0: awful. (laughs) That sounds
1: so bad.
0: It's time for America's favorite game show. Who's the bigger dumbass? I feel so bad for
1: those kids. I feel really bad for those kids. That's just what keeps coming up to me. I I saw in the chat room that this has apparently been a big story for a couple of days now. I – I can only imagine just how outraged someone has found themselves at it and probably gotten their way to express these views on television. Just you, guessing that maybe someone might have screamed into a TV camera about this.
0: Yeah, you have to understand, man. I grew up in a town of 77,000 people, and it wasn't even that big when I grew up there. So there's there's not really a whole lot of breaking news all the time, and, and stuff uh, like this is is, uh, is is a big deal up there.
1: I can only imagine, but I just want to get a feel for what, what has the coverage been like.
0: Well, see, this this is something where... We're going to have to rely on my father because uh, he's you know, he's our boots on the ground. He's our embedded reporter. All right, so we Central need another Virginia.
1: option is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry, Jerry. That was a cheap shot. That was a cheap shot. Jeez. No, you, you, you did give us an explanation of the Weather Channel that was pretty much spot on compared to another blog post we read. So uh, apparently now I understand the fascination with Weather Channel. Uh, tornadoes and uh, weather disasters make great TV viewing for some people. <laughs> like obsessively good tv viewing like i'm really mad they've taken my channel away viewing apparently
0: yeah and then it ends up resulting in jim Cantori romance novels
1: right well i mean that's a danger for i think any woman who's watching the weather channel so it's best to take it away from you know my fiance before she ever finds out who jim Cantori is
0: like i said though man if you're going to do a jim Cantori romance novel he has to have a long flowing mane of hair on the cover that's so I that think that's happened. a requirement for any
1: cover of a romance novel, don't you? Well,
0: yeah, but, I mean, considering dude's look.
1: I mean, just saying. <laughs> that, that would, I mean, that would make it actually more amusing and entertaining.
0: Now, uh, the, the quote about the heated razor blade tattoo removal from the uh, the major of the Lynchburg Police Department is probably the most brilliant thing ever said. Really? Yes. Quote,
1: are you saying you can't find a wig for Jim Cantore? Is that, is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, they have wigs every day. I mean, all you have to do is watch, like, pretty much. I mean, Pam Oliver's appearances on TV. Oh, <laughs> oh,
3: wow! Oh, wow!
1: <laughs> Come on! It, it wasn't, it wasn't her real hair. It couldn't have been.
0: There are many horses who've given their lives so Pam Oliver could look it on the sidelines. Oh,
1: man, that, that didn't,
0: that was not. Not good for her. No, no, not so much. And then, of course, she gave that post-game interview to to Aaron Andrews. Wait a minute. That wasn't her? (laughs) The the hair looked close. It did. Yeah, it did. Um, The quote from Major L.T. Guthrie of the Lynchburg Police Department, quote, it didn't help the situation any. It added more scarring, unquote.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I would imagine. You tried to (laughs) cut a tattoo off. (laughs) <laughs> I just want to go over that. That's really what you just tried to do. You tried to cut
0: off a tattoo. <laughs> why? Why would scraping a tattoo not help? <laughs> just oh
1: man, have I have to ask. Oh, Feels so bad for those kids.
0: Yeah. See, now this is bad. I I need to consult one of my childhood friends who who eventually became a family member of mine by marriage. Um. This this was where his I think like his grandmother married. Uh. You know my grandmother's sister or something something strange. But uh that's that's how that came to be. But he's now a tattoo artist and I need to ask him whether or not uh razor blade scraping is an approved tattoo removal uh method.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean I guess it's not. Um, I don't know. But I've just that's what I've always thought about tattoos is I don't have anything that I can think of where I think, you know, I just need to make sure that I rep this twenty four hours a day for the rest of my life <laughs> i um I, mean, I just can't think of of it, the only thing if someone you know the question has hypothetically been put to me if you had to get a tattoo if someone was going to pay you you know a million dollars to get a tattoo, what tattoo would you get and I you know figure out some way to do like the initials of my mom or something like that yeah. because you know she passed and sure but at the same time that's it, i that's not something that i'm rushing out to get nor will i
0: well uh it, i for those of you who have met me i'm i'm not a uh, i'm not a small dude i'm i'm fairly tall and and uh you know have the the whole bald thing going and all that stuff on purpose and uh people would probably think hey this guy's got ink all over the place nope that's not happening uh i i'll freely put myself on front street tattoos and ink and and needles and all that stuff that I don't get along with those uh, needles, and I don't mix. So that's not happening. No,
1: no. don't like so shots as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go out and get just completely s housed and get uh, get I'm, tatted uh, up.
1: <laughs> no, no, I was talking about like shots with a needle. Do those oh, freak you out? Uh, yes,
0: absolutely, 100. percent. all
1: right. I just like, I've gotten to the point where I just um, I find something on the wall, looking away from my arm. That is going to be the most interesting thing, and then just tell the nurse. Just don't tell me when you're going to do it. Just do it. I'm ready. And they're like, oh, "Okay." And then they always tell you anyway. All right, little stick. I asked you not to tell me. I'm you know, it doesn't bother me that much, but it's just kind of like my what I always end up doing. So it's amazing. I always say, "Please do not tell me when you're going to do it. I am ready." So like, oh, okay. And then they always tell you anyway.
0: Are, are you talking about getting a shot or going to a party with Ben Roethlisberger? Which Which one of those oh, is? is hey. that? <laughs>
1: Um, I was talking about getting a, a shot in a medical uh, facility.
0: Yeah, a, a a shot, not a... Uh, yeah. An injection. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that With was kind of where I was going, yeah. Um, by the way, as, as McDonald said, you could have also said uh, it didn't help the situation any. It added more scarring in reference to their parenting, not just in reference to the whole tattoo thing.
1: Look at us, just on a roll.
0: Feeling it. On fire.
1: Yes, he, three rim shots already. <laughs> Going for a new record. We'll try to. If we could just get a. I wish we could get a counter to have in the the live broadcast uh, window, <laughs> just like the the meter on South Park for when they use the S word on the yes. the cop show or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, cop drama.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. So Cop show, top drama, whatever for,
0: it is. for those of you who are listening on the live side, if you're listening recorded, this isn't going to make any difference to you. But for those of you who are listening on the live side, if you could keep a uh, a counter of the number of times we uh, include a rim shot in tonight's program, we would greatly appreciate a running total. And uh, Ed, you're more than welcome to do that, too. We're at three. Uh, Miss Delp and Mr. Janney were charged Friday with malicious wounding and child abuse. The babysitter was charged with malicious wounding, child abuse and abduction. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Uh, All right. So they didn't get tattooed at home. I guess. I guess. I don't know. It was a home tattoo kit. Maybe it was. It was home just based on the name. (laughs) I don't know. But still, it's just such a weird story. So this person kidnaps two kids
0: to give them tattoos, and then the parents respond by trying to cut off the tattoos. Yeah, but it's it's a babysitter. I mean, so – i'm confused man was he were they under his care what's what's the deal here i need more in this story well the thing is the abduction charge suggests that no (laughs) um
1: it it somehow got a a little bit beyond what he was supposed to be doing with the kids um obviously but uh still can we make this movie can we make this story into a movie and it can be adventures of babysitting part two doesn't have to have anything (laughs) to do with the first one we just need the
0: title well, I, the only way I'm in for adventures and babysitting too is if we can see uh, Elizabeth Shue sans, uh <laughs> San's dress. I don't know, do you think she's available? Uh maybe I would guess so. Yeah, I mean
1: <laughs> I don't know what she might be, you know, reading for these days. Well, I, mean, I don't remember seeing her in uh, any feature films of late.
0: She's she's probably doing what all the other 80s stars do, reading, you know, for like the the narration for National Geographic documentaries and stuff.
1: Yeah, it does seem like a popular move. being like Leah Schreiber too. When they're like, "This was narrated by," it, it doesn't sound like him.
0: I don't. It, every time, I'm just like, "That doesn't." All right. The only one that sounds like uh, their actual person is Morgan Freeman. That's
1: it. why do, you, yeah, Leah, Why do you sound so different than you do on the Ray Donovan commercial that I had to see like however many times because I was watching a show in binge form on, you know, Showtime on
0: demand. So I had to just fast forward <laughs> through that like 30 times. By the way, uh speaking of shows on demand and we're really getting sidetracked here, but it matters um what's how's that different there's a uh, a program that was a i believe a yahoo online exclusive and uh okay. th- then direct t v picked it up and showed it on their audience channel uh, it was a show called Suit up where it was a uh, a guy who takes a job as an athletic director at a school in Louisiana and has to come in and clean up this you know messed up uh football program and he cleans it up, and now they've got a season two out now online where he's trying to clean up their basketball program, and so I've, I've started binge-watching that. Huh. It's a good program. It really is. It's only like 15 minutes an episode, but it's, it's really good stuff.
1: Huh. I, mean, I might have to check that out. I mean, apparently the, uh, the school had a bit of a problem. Uh, yes. You had, cl- had to clean up the football and basketball programs in separate seasons.
0: Yeah, it it also includes, uh, <laughs> and this is this is the crazy part. It includes occasional appearances from uh, Petros Papadakis, and apparently he's the only sports anchor on whatever network that is that they're they're showing. Huh. So. All right. Yeah, I've not heard of this at all. But uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: I just really hope that Donald Trump can guest star. So when he's cleaning up these programs, he can bring Donald Trump in to fire everyone.
0: <laughs> You're fired. Him. You're fired. You can have a, th- a three-person uh, panel, him, Vince McMahon, and Yosemite Sam.
1: Actually, I, the other added benefit of that is just seeing what Donald Trump's hair would look like uh, during <laughs> a summer day in Louisiana. <laughs> Dude, I don't know how it would hold up.
0: Between Don and Pam Oliver, there is some sweet hair going on between those two.
1: And, uh, yeah. I, it was one of those things where someone someone promptly posted exactly what I had been thinking on on my facebook timeline and then it popped up on twitter and then it popped up like all over the place and uh you know i mean someone did a nice one with a caption saying i woke up like this <laughs> which i thought was pretty good
0: yeah by the way the uh, the pam oliver richard sherman comments earlier the only reference we were making there was the hair nothing else promise right <laughs> yes um continuing in my home state dateline pittsylvania county virginia which is just north of the North Carolina line, for those who are not uh, familiar with Virginia geography, a Pennsylvania county woman has filed a lawsuit against her own husband for millions of dollars. Go on. (laughs) You're like, I'm listening. Uh, According to court documents, he ran over her leg last year with their RV. How? After the accident, the woman had to have her leg amputated.
1: The only thing that would have been worse is if she'd gotten, you know, she'd broken her leg
0: by dropping a bag
1: at Costco or a Walmart or wherever the heck it was on it.
0: Yeah, I know. And then she God. dies after after that. That was crazy. This, yeah, that was nuts. This person didn't die, thankfully. Uh, court documents yeah. explain exactly what happened last February. They say that Jean Price was guiding her husband, Clyde Price Jr., as he backed their motor home out of the driveway. You can already tell where this is going to go horribly wrong. Uh, I told you
1: we needed a backup camera. <laughs>
0: That, that, I assume that's where it's going. This is what happens when you make me drive this big-ass vehicle. Uh, <laughs> Jean slipped and fell while guiding him, causing her leg to fall into the path of the vehicle. Oh, God,
1: that must have been the worst. <laughs> How long do you think that second was?
0: <laughs> You're just sitting there, and it's like the old slow-motion thing. You're like, no! no. And he just backs over it with a Winnebago or whatever. Oh. Uh, Clyde backed over her leg, which she later had amputated. Now, Gene is claiming that Clyde was negligent with the vehicle. I'm just glad that I stopped myself from saying that's a tough
1: break, because that would have been oh. the worst fun ever. I, I was going to do it, and then it was like, nope, nope, <laughs> client, there we go, that's four. And I knew, <laughs> I knew that you were going to kill me over that one, but I decided to say it because, oh. as I stopped myself from saying it. So I didn't really i still said it actually so i guess it's bad
0: so uh would you say that after that their relationship was somewhat fractured is is that fair to say
1: i think so i think it absolutely was that might have been i don't know that might be a tough one to let go i mean how do you how do you have anything you know any leverage with that person whatsoever
0: you know leverage i'll i'll give you that one (laughs)
1: Yeah, that wasn't a joke. I'm not really sure why he did that, but Well that... you usually like legs for leverage. Oh, okay. Well I was before talking about like, hey, uh what's what was the guy's name?
0: Uh Clyde.
1: Clyde. Clyde. Clyde, I need you to do the dishes. I have to do the dishes every night. Oh, I don't know because I don't have a leg <laughs> to walk over <laughs> to them. You drove over it. <laughs> Sorry. Slumps off to the I'm Dude, you're paying for that one forever. Not to mention, uh, you know, she's paying for it forever by, you know, not having a leg.
0: Yeah, and I'll go ahead and throw in the uh, he doesn't have a leg to stand on in this argument bit. Mm. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Jerry not weighed in on this one? This That's... would be this, this. is like
1: the the Wilmer family specialty or the <laughs> play games. I'm I'm not kidding. When we did the one, uh, you know, it was the short sentence to describe the bowl. I was a I was like an F minus on that one. If you were you, you were. You were keeping right up.
0: Yeah, well, I've uh, I've come by it honest. I'll freely admit that. There you go. <laughs> uh, in Virginia, you can apparently legally sue a member of your family, such as your spouse. However, and this is where it gets a little complicated, Clyde's two insurance companies are also mentioned, which could possibly cover him if he's ever personally negligent. Hmm. Now the plot starts to thicken a little bit. She's suing the insurance companies.
4: Hmm.
1: Yeah. So, if... Insurance company is bankrolling it. Then, wait, are they still married? Uh, so, would they just pocket this cash, kind of together?
0: I guess so. Yeah.
4: Hmm.
0: Yeah. that no. Doesn't seem weird at all. Yeah, we're we're not saying. We're just saying. Hmm.
1: Yeah, you never think of the ins- you never think about the legal fraud that might be out there when you live in a state <laughs> like California, because there's really no suing that's done here. Everyone's no, no, not. It's not a very litigious state at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jean is suing for $25 million. Mm. If she wins, the insurance companies would pay out that money.
1: Now, jeez. Uh, Do you think that that ruling is going to become something like a benchmark now? I mean, one leg equals $25 million. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. That's what I think of when it comes to the legal industry is that they've got these precedents where they're just like, well, that was what we got in this other case. So, I mean, that's kind of become the standard.
0: The, uh, the couple has been married for 65 years. Gene is, Gene is 80. That's uh. okay. I can only
1: just imagine the, the, the lawyers from the insurance companies getting really upset, just like, look, you're 80. Uh, <laughs> but trying to do it in a very professional way.
0: So they just keep getting more and more aggravated. (laughs) And see, they're probably asking all these questions like, so did you have any pre-existing conditions before this?
1: Oh, I figured that the questions are going to be like, look, I mean, are you keeping up on like your iron and your, I mean, calcium?
0: (laughs) So so what you're saying is because I didn't drink enough milk, my damn leg fell off. Is that where you're going with this?
1: Yes, that's exactly (laughs) what we're saying, man. We really don't want to pay you twenty-five million dollars. We're trying to find every
0: reason not to. Okay, thanks. <laughs> this is where it gets funny. Uh, Jean's lawyer advised her not to talk, and she refused to go on camera with WSET, the local ABC affiliate.
1: Wow, that's you know that's a classy move from the uh, that's a classy move from the attorney. You know, saying don't don't do this interview, don't parade this leg out in front of the public to garner sympathy. Wait, I'm sorry. The lack of leg. The lack of
0: oh leg. Oh. <sighs> Well, uh, I guess by uh, you know by not going out on camera, at least she can get a leg up on the rest of the trial. And... Wow. That's a six-pack of uh, rim shots right there, folks. Actually, that's seven now. Seven? We are at seven. Oh, thank God I'm not keeping the counter. <laughs> that's why I never did the scoreboard. This, this is bad, too. They say, as of now, they're hoping to find a jury trial, but a date has not yet been set. Who do you think hasn't heard of this one? <laughs> I know. I mean, Pennsylvania County is one of the smallest counties in Virginia, and... You know, they're going to try and have a jury trial of a husband who ran over his wife's leg with a motorhome. That'll end well. I, I, no, I don't think it will. I just hope that Lance Ito can be brought in to preside
4: <laughs> over the whole thing.
0: Get Kato Kaelin in there as a professional witness. He doesn't have anything else going.
1: Is there any way we could make it into a game show? Could we make this trial into a game show?
0: Do you want to do Let's
1: take a lunch about that. Um <laughs> So, I mean, someone's thinking it's somewhere. <laughs> if we make it's... this trial into a game show. Can we eliminate a defendant or something like that? Can we eliminate an attorney? Can we have like, you know, is there is there a way we can make it a game?
0: Survivor courtroom. Now, see can
1: we have can we have Kirk Fox from The Test on there? <laughs> Just to look strange on camera and that's the thing is i've never actually seen seen the show with the sound on i'm at the gym so <laughs> it's really weird only having watched a show without the sound
0: what we need what we really need actually is to have uh you know kind of like jeopardy with this uh, except have all of the answers be puns you know on the situation <laughs> you know like um this this danny and the juniors hit was was uh, a number one single in the 50s or something like that and then they they answer and they say what is at the hop? You know, just all leg jokes the entire time. Look,
1: that would be incredible, actually. Jeopardy full of leg jokes. I can't wait for that to be the title of the show this week. <laughs> you know,
0: I need to write that down.
1: <laughs> Jeopardy full of leg jokes. As soon as I said it, I'm like, there's the title. Uh, better than last
0: week's too. I have to get it. Well, get it I
1: really done. just couldn't imagine I just couldn't imagine being married as long as that as a couple and then bringing legal action against your husband of 65 years.
0: <laughs> Especially because you slipped and fell, he backed over your leg and now you're you're taking him to court. <laughs>
1: it's it's really pretty unbelievable, but that's again why I hope we can make it into a game show. <laughs> I, I really do. I do. I'd be excited. I would watch it.
0: I uh, see and yeah, of course, my my dad's saying that the, uh, you know, the the meal needs to be held at IHOP, and uh, I so nine. Am I correct? Yeah, nine is right.
1: I just see you click it off a tally mark every time. You're
0: <laughs> no, I'm keeping it mentally. Actually, that's because uh, you know I... you
1: might get distracted from the podcast, Brian. Be careful.
0: <laughs> well, I am you know public school educated, so you know how that goes. Yep.
1: Me do, state schools.
0: Yeah. Um, by the way, I, I feel as though we've we've kind of done this a disservice by not having the proper music bed playing while we talk about all this. So we need, we need to bring that into play here and make sure we uh, cover our bases. <laughs> Good. Yes. <laughs> this, the, this is the plaintiff, 80-year-old Jean Price. She was backed over by a 1976 Winnebago. She's seeking to fraudulently get $25 million from her insurance company. And then have the little type font go up on the screen. This is, however old he is, Clyde Price. This old son of a bitch can't drive, and he's been married to this woman for 65 years. God bless him. <laughs> he's countersuing for <laughs> for making him cook and do the dishes. <laughs> I was
1: going to say, Clyde had one too many flavorless pot pies over our lifetime and decided <laughs> to gut it out of the driveway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God.
1: You may find out that Clyde planted some marbles in the middle of the cul-de-sac <laughs> where they have their home, causing his wife to trip and fall. And then his, his speed coming out of the driveway caused an injury.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's probably out there putting Crisco all over the driveway and you know, trying to figure out some way to coat it in ice and everything else.
1: Yeah, he wanted to be nice about it, though. So he put the layer of Crisco, and then he put, like, pillows in a row like, so <laughs> she'd fall onto that. Then, you know, it's like, sorry, I wanted you to be comfortable while I was breaking your leg.
0: <sighs> I'm a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Anybody who listens to this program is a terrible person. We just uh, got to wish that. That's true. So uh, not, to, uh, not to cut off this line of joking. <laughs> on, we, on we go. We're into double digits. (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) Thank God. Uh, Dateline, Orange County, California. Ooh, Let's go close to home for you. Uh, An Orange County sheriff's deputy was sentenced to a year of probation and 100 hours of community service for pepper spraying a teenager's pizza during a traffic stop, according to prosecutors.
1: Okay. Uh, You know, does it say any more specifically than Orange County, like what city this took place in?
0: Uh, Laguna Hills. (laughs)
1: Look. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, what do you bet that the uh, that the teenager was a little mouthy to this police officer?
0: <laughs> that wouldn't happen in Laguna Hills or Irvine or Chapman no. or any of those. No, no.
1: no, I don't think there's any way that this child may have been uh, from a family that's well-to-do and acting entitled. But I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that the cops uh, acted correctly either. But I'm just saying I, I, I don't. I'm not imagining that the person driving the car helped the situation.
0: Uh, Juan Tavera, 30, was convicted and sentenced last Friday after pleading guilty to a misdemeanor count of assault or battery by a police officer. Not assault and battery, assault or battery. Uh, According to the Orange County DA's office, an Orange County sheriff spokesman said Tavera was also terminated in December. Prosecutors say the incident took place in September 2012 when Tavera was assisting another deputy who stopped the 19-year-old driver for a traffic infraction. Upon arriving, the defendant found a pizza box in the back seat of the victim's car and pepper sprayed the pizza without the victim's knowledge. Prosecutor said,
1: "Without the victim's knowledge, wow. That's <laughs> that's that's hater.
0: What is this Super Troopers or something? Are they, are they trying to play the meow game? You know, one of them gets di- the person distracted and the other person pepper sprays the pizza. Is that how that works?
1: That I mean." Talk about – it. I mean, so they're talking about assault. So is it assault on his taste buds? Is that what it was? Because those things are gone after eating that pizza, right? <laughs> but I'm changed. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: yeah. There it is, number 11. <laughs> this is a better record to go after, by the way, than, than things in the butt record from last week, I have to say. Yeah, that. seriously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The teen, who was not identified, went home and shared the pizza with four of his friends, causing all of them to feel sick after ingesting the spray, according to prosecutors.
1: What? You feel sick after that? No way.
0: Well, maybe he saw that the pizza was from Papa John's and he was trying anything it could do and improve the taste. Oh. Maybe that's how that worked. Yeah.
1: Oh. Hey, you know, our pizza's pretty bland, so we're going to give you a bunch of butter to dip <laughs> it in and make sure you don't <laughs> taste it.
0: Okay? Okay. By the way, let me just say, in... This, this is, again, getting completely sidetracked, but it matters. Um, in the media rooms I've been in where they have Papa John's Pizza, they have the garlic butter dipping stuff with it. And you, sure. can, you can come back in there after it's been there for, you know, a few minutes. And they're, they bring in probably, I don't know, 15, 20 garlic butter sauces. And there's still probably three-quarters of the original pizza that was, that was ordered, but every single one of those garlic butters gone. I mean, like, down to the last drop in the cup, gone.
1: People are diving over each other. They're doing like swim moves on the way to the media room to try to make sure they get the last one.
0: See, are you seeing
1: media members properly box out for the first time in your life?
0: Exactly. I'm trying to get good position. Yeah. And no, I don't. I don't use my height advantage before anybody asks.
1: Oh, all right. Well, that's good. That's that's very ethical of you.
0: The uh, the other thing too that I might mention, I've I've noticed with that too. All the all the pepperoncini's they 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 stay intact. Nobody touches those. But the garlic stuff, forget that.
1: Yeah, I don't. Uh, you know, I'm not that person that's looking to just add tremendous amounts of spice all the time. Um, my lovely fiance, uh, her that that would be her move. Anything. Uh, she would be putting the red pepper flakes on there, uh, peppers on her pizza, absolutely. And I know that I'm, I, I hold her back in that way. Um, and if you need to, just a better example, we get Thai food or something, and I'll order mine a six spicy, and she'll order hers a fifteen.
0: The scale goes up to ten. I don't, I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> you've, you've completely lost me. What <laughs> Thai food? Yes. They ask you how hot do you want it on a
1: scale of one to ten. Yeah. See, so you... the spiciest. And, you know, one being not spicy at all. So I'll get, like, a five or a six, depending on, on how spicy I feel that night. And then she will usually get, like, a 15.
2: Yeah, but, um, see, sorry,
0: out here where all us rednecks live, out here, Thai food means what you do to it after you kill it. You tie it. Oh, you tie it. Uh, oh, after, I get it now. I'm sorry. I should have used a, a better
1: <laughs> non-regional reference. Is, Work on my non-regional diction as well.
0: Is, is it fair to, to rimshot for that one? Is it, i don't know man what, we... what, what the hell it makes a dozen doesn't it yeah we've we've already lost control of this program we're already in wall in, in the wall in turn three so whatever sure uh
1: <laughs> how is that different from every
0: show <laughs> that's that's why people love it so much uh yeah. the uh when quote when this victim went home and ate the pizza his mouth started burning said farah imami spokeswoman for the orange county da's office Based on that, he contacted the Orange County Sheriff's Department and they investigated and were able to determine that the deputy had, in fact, pepper sprayed this pizza, unquote. Gosh, that's – I wouldn't even think of such a thing. I really
1: wouldn't. Um, <laughs> but I guess when you have those kind of you know, weapons and these things just on you at all times when you're a cop, you probably think, what if you did this? And then you probably used it as a hazing technique on someone and then thought, <laughs> I'm just waiting for the right little punk in Laguna Hills to say something
0: to me and get mouthy. So is the, is this where he... I hope it? I pull over Justin Bieber one day. Is, is this where he brings you the uh, the cup of coffee with a bar of soap dipped in it to drink to wash it down? I,
1: ho- I hope so. I hope so. That would be a classy move.
0: Uh, Imami said, by the way, it was unclear why Tavera pepper sprayed the pizza.
1: Again, I'm telling you the kid was being mouthy. I'm like 95% <laughs> sure of it based on where it is or just so stoned that they couldn't answer the questions, but you can't prove that they're driving high or something of that nature.
0: You were, uh, you were talking about your, your fiance earlier. Let's go ahead and talk about a marriage-related story, because we need to do that. Uh, and plus, we haven't hit Florida Derp yet, so it's, it's time. Uh, uh-huh. Dateline West Palm Beach. To woo Tammy Lynn, a beach record an- or resident, rather, Andrew Larkin, plunked down $70,000 for a 6.71-carat diamond engagement ring. Say that 70. again,
1: because like I kind of lost you for a sec.
0: Yeah. Uh, to woo Tammy Lynn Bobiak into marriage, Delray Beach resident Andrew Larkin plunked down $70,000 for a 6.71 carat diamond engagement ring.
1: Must be doing pretty well for himself.
0: Well, I'm, see, I'm reminded of uh, the Office episode where, where Michael Scott buys the ring for Holly or whatever, and, and uh, he says, you know what they say, two years' salary. Two years' salary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Of course they do. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's totally what I said, as well when I got mine. But what? <laughs> that's
0: not what I said at all. Um, Seventy yeah, thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, you know, and you hear about some of those ridiculous rings, especially from athletes. Yeah, you know, or there was the Kobe, the Kobe apology. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that
0: that wasn't really a wedding ring. That was not a, not little a different. wedding ring. <laughs>
1: but still, um, and, and I remember just hearing over and over again that he bought it at his Zales. Which really <laughs> amused me as well because why would you ever do that to yourself? Well, I mean, I didn't go to any chain jewelry store. I went to a guy who made it for me. Who he said, "Look, you can give me any design you'd like to bring me, and I'll be able to make it for you at least fifty percent for at least fifty percent less for the exact same thing." I'm like, uh, all right, this sounds great.
0: But you know, though, once that Zales person got their commission check, they're like, "You know what? Um, that's all I need of this job. I'm out." Do you think when a salesperson person
1: wants to quit in emphatic fashion, they drop their name tag? <laughs> God. Just a question.
0: <laughs> Every resignation begins with F you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, when she abruptly called off the wedding, Larkin understandably demanded the ring back. When Bobbyak refused, Larkin filed a lawsuit and won without the case ever going to a jury. However... A state appeals court decision Wednesday means that Bob Yak can keep the ring for now.
1: What? Whoa! Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> did you guys ever see that Coen Brothers movie with, you know... Oh, God, why am I blanking on it? Catherine Zeta-Jones, where it was all about gold diggers? I mean, <laughs> come on, this is not a new concept. <laughs> How do you not see there's something... I mean, this is... This is even more overtly shady than the freaking RV disaster we just covered.
0: (laughs) Channel 6 News goes live to our marriage correspondent, Kanye West, for more Kanye. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I just hope that he does all of his marriage correspondence while sitting on a motorcycle in front of a
0: green screen. (laughs) (laughs) The the 4th District uh, Court of Appeal based in West Palm Beach, Florida, said a jury should decide the case because it's essentially a factual dispute. Now, you know, you know damn well... This, this guy, they're going to get into jury selection, and every single possible female juror that comes up, his lawyers are going to be me- immediately use all 15 of their passes on every female juror that possibly comes up. You know that's happening. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> this is a classic example of he said, she said, the appeals court wrote. What? How's that, how's that a case of he said, she said? Um, <laughs> uh, Palm Beach County Circuit... Uh, Judge Sandra McSorley, of course, had ordered the ring returned without weighing Bobiak's explanations of why she felt she was entitled to keep it. That's because under Florida law, an engagement ring is a conditional gift, said Joel Wiseman, who represents Larkin. The condition is marriage. Quote, when you breach the condition, then the gift must be returned, unquote, he said, insisting McSorley made the right call.
1: Boy, that has to be a fun discussion, though. Uh, Yeah. Your heart's already broken that this person has broken off their engagement with you, no pun intended before you even try and say there was uh, and doesn't matter you to, you... <laughs> and then you're just left in a position where you have to go, all right, well, you know I've gotten all my stuff from your place, and there's just one thing left, and that's the ring that you're still wearing for some reason. What are you doing with that anyway? <laughs> so you need to give that back to me, obviously. No, I'm going to keep it. What do you mean you're going to keep it? I proposed to you with that ring. Now you're not marrying me. Why would you ever want to wear it again? Uh, I'm just going to keep it just because it's, you know, it's got sentimental value to me. Well, it's got a value of 70,000 to me, so you can give it back now, please. <laughs> and it goes from there.
0: See, right now he's like, well, how about I sentimentally put my foot in your ass? How does that work?
1: I don't know if you'd want to go down that road. That might lead to an arrest instead of just a lawsuit. <laughs> so, I mean, it depends. How strongly do you really feel about this ring? um going to the slam for probably not but i think you'd probably like your your money back if you can get it but i mean that has to be um there's got to be someone that specializes in the second hand engagement ring market which has got to just be the worst market in the world to be a specialist in
0: (laughs) can you imagine you're working in a pawn store it's like I mean, you already feel bad enough about yourself. You know, A&E didn't choose you for the reality show. They chose some other pawn shop,
4: and
0: (laughs) there you are. You know, you're standing there off of, you know, U.S. route whatever, you know, with bars on the window, and somebody walks in. It's like, yeah, um, I was going to get married, and it didn't happen, so can you, like, price this out and give me some money for it? And he's like, oh, God.
1: Right. Um, You know... I, I can only hope that Bo Diddley is the one that's on the other side of the pawn shop counter every time that happens, but that's probably too much to ask.
0: Wow. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the lawyer uh, said... is <laughs> worth
1: 50 bucks.
0: <laughs> the lawyer said the appellate decision will needlessly complicate engagement ring law in Florida. Yes, engagement ring law in Florida. And uh, he pledged to ask the appeals court to reconsider its decision, quote a factual dispute has no bearing in an engagement ring lawsuit Wiseman said this is absolutely a novel concept unquote this reminds me of of uh the kentucky fried movie which like five people have ever seen it came out in 1977 sure. but there's uh <laughs> there's a a courtroom show in there and and you know there's all this crazy crap going on in the courtroom and finally the the guy stands up and he's like your honor i object the facts have no bearing in this case and the, the judge goes overruled
1: <laughs> i I just am so glad that I talked about wacky legal precedents and it <laughs> promptly came up in one of the stories.
0: I know. <laughs> While there are some exceptions allowing a woman to keep a ring, those outlined by Bobby Ack aren't among them, Wiseman said. Yeah, I guess I want it isn't one of those.
1: That's exactly what I was going to say. What was her. <laughs> I want it still. It's it real shiny.
0: I'm going to sell it and go buy a Winnebago and get, get jacked by my next husband. Uh, <laughs> according to court records, after a rocky courtship, the now forty-five-year-old Boca Raton woman said she ne- she had agreed to marry Larkin only if he sought treatment for what she believed was a problem he had with alcohol. Since he you didn't, know,
1: you think he's going to need some more money in order to? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's just cruel.
0: That's probably why he didn't go through any treatment because he spent seventy thousand bucks buying your ring. It's either that or go to rehab. Take your pick.
1: Yeah, uh... <laughs> so you know, I mean, sh- shiny thing, shiny thing.
0: It was either go to the Lindsay Lohan rehab or buy you a ring. Take your call. Yeah,
1: uh, she wasn't able to get on Dr. Drew's show, so, you know, she's not enough of a celebrity, so, <laughs> wasn't free.
0: Since uh, since he didn't live up to his end of the bargain, she argued, she should be able to keep the ring, described as having baguettes in a vintage setting.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know, that means nothing to me, and I just bought one of these things.
0: <laughs> Wiseman questioned where such reasoning would end. A woman could claim that there were myriad conditions that spurred her to accept an offer of marriage and an expensive ring. Under the current law, the rules are simple. He said, you didn't marry the man, return the ring.
1: That seems like a pretty simple thing to keep. I, I I don't see a problem with that law.
0: I really don't. It's uh it's apparently been a bad couple of months for Larkin, who's been involved with numerous companies both in Florida and Massachusetts, in November. He was arrested for violating a restraining order, preventing him from having any contact with his now estranged wife, uh or previously previous wife, whatever. Uh, according to Palm Beach County Sheriff's deputies, he texted the woman 625 times and left 58 voice messages over a roughly two-week span. The charges are pending. Who the hell does he think he is, Kelvin Sampson?
1: Yeah, I mean, what? why didn't he move on to standing outside of, I mean, wearing a trench coat, standing outside our window holding a boombox
0: over his head? <laughs> Everyone knows that's your next move. I still remember somebody saying to me in college one time They're like, yeah, I remember that That was my favorite scene of any 80s movie ever And just the way that John Cryer did that I wish he'd do that for me I'm like, uh, wrong John
1: (laughs) John Cryer (laughs) Um, yeah
0: Yeah, we're talking about the guy who starred in Gross Point Blank Not the guy who wound up getting overshadowed by Charlie Sheen
1: Right And that's just, I, I feel bad I like John Cusack a lot I feel, it's like, come on, man respect
0: <laughs> yeah um if, mcdonald who's uh who's listening i think uh he is the hugest high fidelity honk that ever lived so if you ever ask him about the movie high fidelity uh prepare to
1: i like high fidelity
0: yeah he'll get a I dissertation haven't... to you though for for that movie
1: i have a a hard drive full of films uh some of which are family friendly um, that I would carry around the country with. I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. But I had a lot of movies that I would carry <laughs> around the country with me uh, when I was, you know, for flights because you get really bored. And I mean, flights, you know, East Coast flights just get long, and you can only, sooner or later, you just want to do something passive. And I have a bunch of movies where I've taken the DVDs and ripped them to a hard drive. And High Fidelity is absolutely one of them. Yeah, I, was- I, I do have one of those sensitive films in there. Most of them are
0: comedies
1: <laughs> i mean yeah. that's funny too but you know what i'm saying
0: yeah the uh, the sophomoric stuff is is the way to go
1: that's mostly i mean a lot of what i have you know the dodgeballs and old schools and you know those type movies talladega nights anchorman Caddy uh, caddyshack trading places just comedies 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 for the most part
0: but by, by the way let me just say that that those movies all have mostly a common thread of somebody or something getting hit in the balls I don't
1: think there's anything wrong with that. It's still no, funny. I no,
0: mean, no, absolutely not. Just saying.
1: I think I may have a jackass movie on there as well, so that would absolutely <laughs> qualify.
0: You were, uh, you were speaking of family-friendly films. Uh, mm-hmm. Date- Dateline Orlando, a mm-hmm. Central Florida high school student who says he was expelled after performing in a porno, is allowed to return to school.
1: I got to ask you, though, honestly, what grounds do you have to expel anyone? I'm, I'm not saying that it's a good example for the classmates or whatever You know, morally uh, responsible term I should be using, uh, but I'm not morally as responsible enough to know um, what I should be indignant about. I'm sorry. But honestly, if he didn't do it at school, if it wasn't filmed on campus then, and he's of age, then what right do you have to expel him
0: unless it's a private school? Well, I mean, it's like these stupid people who, uh, you know, they have teachers who appear in Playboy or whatever, and they fire them for appearing in Playboy. Right. It's like, uh, were they posing in the school?
1: What? She had lady parts under them clothes?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What? You're only supposed to use that for birthing purposes.
1: Outrage!
0: Teachers are not supposed to have any pleasure whatsoever. That's not how this society is supposed to work.
1: Only what women teaching our daughters wearing baggy pants and sweaters like it's the (laughs) mid-90s. (laughs)
0: <laughs> they are here to teach and go home and take off their shoes and cook dinner. That's how this works. Merck. <laughs> um, sorry, got a little sidetracked there. Uh, Brevard County School District officials said Tuesday they were wrong to punish 18-year-old Robert Marucci and that he can resume his senior year at Coco High School.
1: Of course it would be at Cocoa High School somehow. That <laughs> sounds perfect, doesn't
0: it? Uh, Michelle Irwin, a district spokeswoman, told WKMG Television in Orlando that, quote, no child would ever be suspended for a job they have outside of the school environment, unquote.
1: There you go. Again, <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that I'm condoning you know, people running off and doing porn at 18 years old. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is I don't think it's fair for the school to say, yeah, yeah, you're out because of that. That's not the school's choice. Unless, again, it's a private school, then all bets are off. Because a private school can pretty much do whatever they want because it's private.
0: True, but... (laughs) I mean, that's simple as that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Continuing with this, (laughs) as much as I'm scared to do so, Marucci said school officials initially said the reason for his suspension was for making threats, which he denied.
1: Making threats? All right. Threats to do what? I mean, is it something bad to the girl he
0: was in the movie with? (laughs) (laughs) Did he get a little mouthy with her while he was delivering her pizza or fixing her pool?
1: yeah exactly and, you know oh no did his football accidentally fly into this lady's yard that's weird
0: hey guess what here's your pizza you ordered and if <laughs> if you don't pay me i'll have to charge you for the extra sausage yep, uh, yeah. Yeah, there you go um marucci says for his part he did nothing wrong and appeared in the film to help us help his family pay bills isn't that always how it works uh, well, I mean,
1: at least it's a noble reason. It wasn't just that he wanted to get in there.
0: Uh, yeah. His uh, <sighs> his initial suspension caused a protest by dozens of classmates last week. That's still got to be... <laughs>
1: oh, man, it just amused me. Like, man, this is, this is crap. I can't believe what the school's doing to me. What happened? Well, I was at a porno, and <laughs> now they're kicking me out of school. Wait, what? You were at a porno? You were? <laughs> Yeah, now they're kicking me out of school. Hold on, can we go back to how you were in a porno? You know, Let's <laughs> <laughs> just picture that that conversation being really interesting. Um, <laughs> so that's amusing enough, but still, the school doesn't have any right to do that. I agree.
0: Let's go live to Channel Six Education Correspondent Mary Kay Latorno. Mary Kay,
1: <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice <laughs> poll. I just, I, I feel like some station's editorial was used on this though, talking about how. <laughs> no matter how much disagree, disappro-
0: <laughs> I'm just picturing that now.
1: <laughs> While we don't condone the actions of Mr. Marucci, <laughs> we do agree that the school cannot punish him for a job that he has outside, as those are the choices he's allowed to make because he's 18 years old and this is America.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oh God!
0: Do you want
1: to wh- next on weather? <laughs> we find out about the new cold front that's coming to town.
0: Do you want to weigh in on this? Send your letter on a three by five card to W.
1: No, it'd no, be like post your opinion on our Facebook page, <laughs> <laughs> or take part in Twitter on the social media.
4: Oh,
0: God. Yeah, this uh, this program is completely shot, but it's okay because. We like it, so screw you. We don't care what you think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> by the way, we we were asked if uh, if he performed poorly on oral testing when he was in school. Of course, you know that.
1: Boom! Is that, I think we have two touchdowns, fourteen.
0: Yes, yes, we are. Right. So, uh, yeah, we <laughs> we we have that. I feel so proud. I just uh, can't begin to tell you.
1: Yeah, every once in a while, uh, someone will be like, "Oh man, so you do a podcast?" Yeah. Uh, What do you do on that? I talk out my ass for about three hours over (laughs) non-sports subjects. Would you like to listen? (laughs) There you go.
0: By the way, um, as we move on here, let's just say uh, Arizona State is not a school normally known for its uh, brilliant decisions. I I don't think that's really talking out of turn here.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you know, my lovely fiancé did attend Arizona State University, and she told me before about how her mother was uh, not all that pleased to find out that it ranked so highly on all of the party school lists. Um, this was after uh, after she had already gotten to Phoenix and started attending school there and then called her mom one day and was, was told, You didn't tell me that Arizona State was so high on the party school list? Uh, <laughs> where I wanted to go. So,
0: <laughs> well, uh, she'll she'll be super proud to hear about this. I have no doubt. Local civil rights leaders are threatening a boycott of Arizona State University's athletics program and the fundraising campaign to rebuild Sun Devil Stadium unless the university expels a fraternity and students who organized a Martin Luther King Jr. themed party. Oh no. <laughs> this always ends well, doesn't it?
1: Oh, boy. Why do I have a feeling the term blackface is going to be coming up in this article?
0: Uh, what,
1: you, what are the Vegas odds on that one?
0: I'm going to say 5 to 1, so we'll see if we... 5 to 1? I
1: was thinking, like, even money. It uh. seems like a given to me.
0: <laughs> Civil rights leaders made the demands at, uh, at a press conference Tuesday afternoon outside the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism, uh, the graduating institution, by the way, the lovely uh, Chirsten Seussle, who's the sideline reporter for Liberty University Basketball, and uh, mass communication in downtown Phoenix. The Reverend Jarrett Maupin is demanding the university permanently revoke recognition for the Tau Kappa Epsilon fraternity, or the Teeks, of course, uh, which was already on probation for fighting with a rival fraternity before this happened. What?
1: (laughs) Fraternity (laughs) fighting at a social event? Oh, no. (laughs)
0: Um, (laughs) Maupin said a boycott of Sun Devil Athletics would include discouraging student-athletes from attending the university, as well as campaigning against efforts. To raise funds to rebuild the stadium. Uh, uh,
1: please tell me there are some details of what happened at said party.
0: There definitely are. We'll uh, we'll get mm-hmm. to them in just a second. Uh, in an interview with the Arizona Republic after the press conference, Jim Rund, the university's senior vice president for educational outreach and student services, said the university officials are investigating the incident and expect to make decisions on the fraternity chapter and individuals involved within days. Quote. It's safe to say that the status of some individual students, as well as the future of the chapter, is currently in jeopardy, he said, adding that the party behavior, according to reports, was, quote, outrageous, extraordinarily offensive, and wholly unacceptable, unquote. So does it this sounds m- like it? I
1: still am just curious to know exactly what it was.
0: Does this mean they'll get to go in front of Marmolard and Niedermeyer in front of a student board? Is that how this works?
1: Well, I have no doubt that they're going to end up walking off campus. Who knows if they're just going to be doing it while singing patriotic songs? <laughs> Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go go through life, son. Um, I mean, what do you think that they brawled with the other fraternity about? Who had more, who had better, like, yellow sunglasses or something like that? Oh,
0: oh, I, I see some, some, uh, some details on the fights. Oh, oh yes. I can't wait to get to this. But first, um, images are circulating on social media of partygoers wearing baggy basketball jerseys, gang-affiliated color T-shirts, and bandanas. The partygoers also flashed gang signs and used hashtags such as, quote, Hashtag blackout for MLK and, quote, hashtag I have a dream.
1: That's really disrespectful. Um, we make a lot of jokes on this program. If there's one person that we could find in our cold, dark hearts to actually have real respect for, I think Martin Luther King would probably be in the running, if not that man. Amen. Amen. So... That's not cool, guys. I don't think that's going to, you know, you're going to spend a lot of time sitting there in your flip-flops and cargo shorts wondering what the heck went wrong. Let me just say to know, two, bros. <laughs> with, bros. With, can you believe they did this to us, bros?
0: With, uh, with yesterday honoring MLK Day, all of you idiots on Facebook who are sitting there talking about how Dr. King was a Republican, or Dr. King was a Democrat, or Dr. King was... Look, shut up, all of you, please. I, I know we're all friends here and everything, but just for, for the love of that man and what he did to change this world, I don't give a rat's ass about his politics, and neither should you, so just stop it. I digress. All right, I
1: think that's well said, and I don't really need to add <laughs> to that. that. That was just really... There were a lot of things that I mean, I saw a couple of people going like, well, the Niners lost. It's time to put, us behind, put it behind us and remember that that's just a football game and this is far more important. It's like that's an awkward segue. I, I appreciate where you ended up, but okay. Uh, yeah. Didn't quite. I don't know if you really thought that
0: through. <laughs> the, um, this, this is worse. The photos also show putting people at the party wearing saggy pants and posing with cups made of hollowed-out watermelons.
1: Uh, it may add something delicious to your mixed drink um but i can understand why it might not reflect so
0: well yeah that's uh that's not good um and we were we were talking infused about infused vodka <laughs> hey guess what chief they already make watermelon infused vodka you can go to the grocery store and buy it
1: oh yeah t- totally i know it's on special <laughs> right now. oh
0: sorry uh Now, we we made the animal house jokes earlier. This is where it turns appropriate. Uh, Tau Kappa Epsilon was already on university-imposed probation for a 20-member assault on members of a rival fraternity in November of 2012. Uh, An African-American fraternity member was injured in the attack in an off-campus apartment complex. ASU investigated the incident and put the Teak fraternity on probation until May 17, 2014. As part of the probation, the fraternity was not allowed to have parties. Whoops. Looks like somebody's forgotten that alcohol is forbidden at fraternities on double-secret probation.
1: I don't think that this party would exactly (laughs) fit within the rule of not being
0: allowed to have parties. (laughs) Yeah. Just Mm. Um, around 4 a.m. on November 18th, 2012, a group of 20 or so Tal Kappa Epsilon fraternity members walked into the courtyard of the Hayden Terrace apartments, the unofficial home of the Delta Kappa Epsilon fraternity. A Tempe police report said they turned over a ping pong table and confronted a fraternity member who was getting home from work. One man told him some deeks, as the fraternity's members are known—I always call them teeks, but uh, whatever—had beaten up—oh, deeks, sorry, not teeks. Um, One man told him some deeks, as the fraternity's members are known, had beaten up some teek members, and they were there to get revenge. He punched the fraternity member, who was African-American, multiple times in the face, according to police reports. The victim suffered a concussion and broken jaw. How? Um... Yeah. God.
1: I mean, how do you keep it? How do you keep the Greek system straight at any given school, especially a big school like Arizona State, the Deeks and the Teeks and the dicks. God, <laughs> that's a lot of cargo shorts.
0: That's all I can say. <laughs> that's that's a lot of buying friends and uh, and uh, you know, GHB.
1: Yeah. You know, I never um, never really understood the fraternity system. It never quite made sense to me, uh, especially transferring. You know. I would have been transferring down after three years of junior college um, because I was still pretending that I was going to play baseball for an extra year while I tried to recover from my first (laughs) shoulder surgery. And I was like, all right, that's enough of this. No more baseball. Let's just get the heck out of here. So after three years of that, I really couldn't imagine coming down and having some sophomore, um, you know, kid who's like younger than I am waking me up at 2.30 to tell him, you know, tell me to go get – tacos from jack-in-the-box across the street or something um yeah i, I just that, that always immediately just you know, I'm, you know i think i'm good i think i'm good i have friends that happen to be in some of these places so if i really need to go to a party i just contact them it's really it's like and then i don't have to pay any money or go to meetings so you know this seems like a win
0: so i have to ask uh you were talking about being at a at a junior college uh, the Greek system there are the guys who run fraternities like the 35-year-old career guy who's taking classes at the branch campus. Is that how that works? Yeah. No no fraternities
1: at the College of Marin. <laughs> uh, noted academic institution that it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> we've got 30 guys in the fraternity who had one nines nines in high school and got here because they couldn't go anywhere else. And then there's, there's the athletes over here. And, uh, you know, the people who were career people here, you know, interesting group of people in, in uh, Greek life at a junior college. Yeah, I, I have no doubt about that. <laughs> uh, by the way, to close out the Arizona State uh, story, in a statement issued Tuesday in response to the party, the spokesman for the fraternity's national chapter apologized for, quote, any offensive actions that a few of our members might have participated in, unquote. <laughs> a few
1: of our members. Yeah. The- it was hashtag blackout twenty thirteen <laughs> uh, that that implies that there were a lot of members taking yeah. part in this. yeah, uh, you can't really have much of a blackout with a few people out of a group that
0: doesn't really work that way, hence it's
1: not really a blackout
0: uh, yeah, just uh you know the the whole throwing gang sign stuff too I mean uh... is that bad <laughs> as
1: far as you that... know, oh okay, all right, well, I see, I guess that's bad. I guess it's like they're trying to stereotype black people and I think that's wrong too. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: let's uh let's go back to Florida because but, we haven't I made mean, fun of them in a minute.
1: I I I just I love the idea that someone had this idea and that no one along the way was like look um if we're going to do this we might need to keep this on the old down low you know maybe
0: not let news of it out because it might not reflect too well upon us. No, (laughs) no, we're just going to do
1: it. We're just going to do it. We're good.
0: I I figured there's not enough quality control in that idea. Right. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Uh, Dateline, Martin County, Florida. After a traffic dispute, a McDonald's milkshake went flying. Look at that lead. Makes you wonder what's happening. In the end, the beverage struck an 18-year-old Port St. Lucie woman in the face and coded the dashboard of, of the Volkswagen Jetta in which she was riding.
1: Of course she was.
0: According to a recently released Martin County Sheriff's Office report,
1: I'm sorry, but the idea of someone getting hit in the face of the milkshake is funny. <laughs> it's really funny to me.
0: And yet it didn't involve the 18-year-old kid who was in the porno. Right.
1: Uh, yeah, that's true. These seems like ships passing in the night, these two stories. Yeah, I mean, I mean think... if it was in Florida, I mean, did the milkshake fly out of a van?
0: <laughs> I just wonder why they didn't combine the stories of people getting blasted in the face. <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, I don't um, know. The, I do opportunities.
0: The 20-year-old driver of the Jetta told deputies he was driving on Monterey Road in Stewart, Florida, when a big truck cut him off. He drove next to the truck and opened his window. He said the driver of the big truck, identified as an 18-year-old Palm City man, also lowered his window and tossed the milkshake.
1: That's a classy move. <laughs> you know so what? He got, <laughs> so the Jetta got cut off. Pulled up alongside to say, hey, buddy, why'd you cut me off? And the guy threw a milkshake at him.
0: Yeah, see, I'm just, I'm mad that the guy didn't go to Arby's. I mean, Jamocha milkshake is kind of tough to clean out of your dashboard. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The shake hit an 18-year-old passenger in the Jetta in the face, spewing on the dashboard, floor, and windshield. The Jetta driver had to clear a spot on the windshield to be able to see. Oh,
1: God. It sounds like the the one scene from uh, Pulp Fiction, except for the milkshake. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh man, I I hit the passenger in the face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the driver and passenger of the truck told the deputy that a Jetta approached to the rear with the high beams on. The truck driver said the car cut him off before one of the car's windows lowered. The truck driver said he opened his window and threw the milkshake. Now I've got the uh, the image of Ron Burgundy throwing a burrito. Uh, the <laughs> of course they didn't bother to list the flavor of the milkshake. Of course, and mm. and then tried to flee the scene. The uh, woman struck by the milkshake declined to press charges. The owner of the Jetta, however, did. The cost to repair his vehicle was estimated at three hundred dollars. <laughs> oh man, that's
1: that's awesome. I, the other thing too is I gotta say that that that's kind of impressive.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you throw it's...
1: the milkshake out of the moving truck into another moving vehicle. <laughs> that's good accuracy.
0: Yeah, it's uh that's not logan thomas trying to throw there
1: oh wow sorry i was just gonna say though, was this guy like a high school quarterback for his local <laughs> high school or something
0: <laughs> come on lance nail the can exactly yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying uh also <laughs> in florida a man reportedly fleed an adult novelty store with a 300 dollars uh, jenna jameson sex doll according to a recently released indian river county sheriff's report
1: well, uh, that's a uh, – I just would have a tarred, hard time thinking that you're you're going to be able to sneak something like that out pretty easily. So fleeing, uh, I'm
0: not – have a tarred time? Did I, did I hear that right? Well,
1: you know, sometimes I misspeak, Brian. <laughs> it's a free podcast. We don't have time to go back and fix it in post.
0: <laughs> yeah, by the way, I was just going to say the $300 was like 10 times her net worth. Uh, the, the case of the sex toy being stolen went down December 1st at a Vero Beach establishment named Inner Secrets.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I just was thinking, you know how um, in sabermetrics um, and the new school of baseball thinking, body type uh, plays a role in the way that a player is perceived. Uh, I'm yeah. it's yeah. necessarily new, but, you know, by punching, you know, things like height, weight, such and such into a database, it gives you an idea of, all right, these players may respond better to injury risk versus others and right, things of right. that nature. Yep. And there's the idea that players, uh, you know, have old man skills, which are like the ability to hit for power and stuff like that, and and that can age a little better than people who rely on their speed. Right. Okay. Well, um, how do you think speed players age versus porn stars? i mean porn stars age way worse i mean the aging curve on them is super fast like you hope that they get a few years of their prime and then manage not to fall off too badly you know what i'm saying
0: yeah see i was gonna say they don't even really have middle-aged porn stars they basically go from 20 to 80 there's not really anything in between
1: because Janet jameson isn't looking so good anymore
0: uh no not so much Uh, especially not in this photo that they use to accompany it Uh, there's a You know, wrinkles on her back, and there's a full, uh, you know, back tat going up to her neck, and there's really? hair. Yeah, there's hair that looks all ridiculous, and everything can else. You send it to me. I can. Oh I'll, boy, I'll do that now. I don't Know if that's a good or a bad idea, but <laughs> oh no, you'll 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 be fine. Uh, here's how Jenna Jameson looks these days.
1: Oh boy, very scared right now. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Uh, it does. It looks like a completely different person.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I uh, guess... Uh, I, I
1: think that her face was more or less painted on. I was going to say... Yeah, I, and not just from a makeup standpoint. Like, literally, <laughs> I think she got, like, paint. Just, wow. I was
0: going to say, I guess, uh, after having all of the uh, the fruits of her co-star's labor chiseled off her face, she looks a little different.
1: Yeah, that's just... Uh, man. Um, I don't know. Maybe she tries to tell you, tell herself that it's good for her skin or something. I and mean, that's... Ah you know, leads to her appearance now, but gosh, that just doesn't look at all,
0: um, yeah, okay. Did the, uh, did the back and neck tat come from Home Tattoo Kit guy?
1: I hope so, um, you know, maybe we can get him a show on A&E, <laughs> there have been a lot of tattoo shows, like LA Inc., and there's a, that other one where there's two guys that just, like, go around and, oh, look, you got a bad tattoo, can I try and pick, fix it for you, or fix it for you? I can't talk right now, Brian. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's good that, that we're doing a radio-type program when I can't talk very well. <laughs> yeah,
0: whatever. Matters. <laughs> By the way, uh, something that ought to make you feel bad, Jenna Jameson is 39. No, <laughs> according to that photo. she Well, she's allegedly 39. Now, okay. you know, do you have to open her up and count the rings? How does that work?
1: I don't know. I mean, are porn stars like Dominican baseball players? <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly 39, Jameson now lives in the valley in
0: Los so, Angeles. So what you're saying is uh, Chatsworth is the San Pedro de Moqueries of porn. Is that how that works? Maybe. Yeah. Let's <laughs> see. That would be another great title if we hadn't if we had already come up with one. Chatsworth, the San Pedro de Moqueries of porn. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I don't know. We've got a lot of, we've got strong, uh, we've got strong contenders. Oh, God. If we yes, still we have do. people in the chat room who can vote on it. That might be, you know, we can make it interactive. It's your show. Take it over. Yeah.
0: If you, uh, if you, if you want, uh, a Jeopardy full of leg jokes, text, <laughs> text to, uh, you know, uh, DTMA1 now. If you want Chatsworth, the San Pedro de of porn, text to DTMA2. Enter now.
4: Yeah, that's
1: and I like that you did a movie phone reset too because it wasn't movie phone I mean it seemed like such a great thing at the time oh you could just call up and find out what times the movies are now it seems like the most inconvenient thing we could have possibly had
0: <laughs> well see <laughs> there's that and then there's you remember uh, they used to have a, a thing where you could dial up and get the time and temperature right, right. yeah <laughs> at the sound of the tone but see I still remember the one thing about movie phone I will always remember it's it's like uh, you know you have selected Pulp Fiction rated R. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you I have to remember about remember that. remember the gosh. big emphasis on rated PG. <laughs> um,.
1: But it's one – I forget the name of the comedian who had this joke, but as he very succinctly put it, it, when it's when you call a movie phone, it always seemed like, you know, thank you for calling movie phone. If you'd like to press four, press two. <laughs> yeah, you know, Because I you just that. had to press so many <laughs> damn buttons to get to whatever the heck you wanted.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine? It's like, you know, if you had that on your cell phone now, you'd, you'd start calling like as you left your house, and 15 minutes later, you're pulling up at the theater, and you still haven't gotten halfway through the menu at that point.
1: Right, you haven't gotten halfway through the menu, you get to the end of your thing. Can I buy tickets for this movie? No, you cannot buy tickets. I don't know how to do
0: that. Perhaps you should try Fandango. Right. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Goodbye.
1: I hope you enjoy paying $14 for a
0: movie. Dude, the, the last movie I saw in a theater was Anchorman 2, and it'll, it'll probably be a long time before I go back. Everybody tells me I need to see American Hustle. I'm still on the fence.
1: I saw Gravity. That was the last movie I saw. And it was more about the fact that they opened one of those fancy theaters in our area. And we wanted to just go see what it's like to have someone bring you beer while you uh, watch a film. Um, you know, And then you realize that you can get beer from your own fridge for a lot less. Um, and the movie comes out. And, and now, thanks to home theater equipment,
0: um, it, it really doesn't lose that much. I see gravity every day by watching people walk around and things happen. Oh, oh, oh. oh! There it is. Wow. Number 15.
1: There you go. Yeah, we'd been in a little bit of a drought. <laughs> like the state of California. It'd been like the state of California for, <laughs> for rim shots for a bit there. As we just are, are just all lighting on fire because it hasn't rained in forever.
0: <laughs> if you'd like to vote for the state of <laughs> the California of rim shots or... <laughs> yes.
1: Seriously though, I mean, I'm sure you heard about all the fires that were going on in Southern California last
0: week. Oh yes, yes I have.
1: Yeah, no, it was uh, it was pretty crazy. I was just I was driving up. Uh, I, I did a game at Pepperdine, which is in Malibu. We were driving up, and
0: I just was like, "Man, this is the worst smog day ever." Oh, there's a big fire. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I'm the moron. <laughs> the, uh, the 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 sex doll thing. Uh, a worker at the business told the deputy that a man walked to the counter with the doll. He started asking her questions about it then grabbed it and took off running without paying for it
1: now are they referring to her as a worker at the sex store or are they were referring to her as the doll
0: <laughs> they're they're referring to her as the worker at the sex store oh, cuz okay. if he that's if he were asking sure. about the doll that would be incredible or asking the doll that would be incredible
1: i just really wish I, I it's funnier to me to imagine that he walked up to the counter started asking the doll questions and um yeah that would be that would be more i mean that would be a good sketch Hidden camera sketch.
0: This is a uh, this is one that you brought up to me earlier, so I want to make sure this this makes air. Uh, a dancing Miami Dade woman with a white substance on her face was arrested in the Keys Friday morning after deputies said she threatened Coral Shores High School students with a rock and smacked her car with a bungee cord.
1: Any uh, any news in there about what that white substance on her face, <laughs> the white powder, it might have been?
0: <laughs> Anthrax, clearly. Uh, mm. Elizabeth Quintana, forty-three. No relation to Carlos. Sorry uh i we're, we're the only two who remember him uh was charged with grand theft auto trespassing on school grounds and disorderly conduct the assistant principal of coral Source high and tavernier blake fry told the school resource officer that the woman was whacking her white bmw with a cord That's, that sounds awfully euphemistic to me whacking her white bmw just just saying yeah. <laughs> um when deputies arrived they found the car blocking a lane of us-1 it had apparently run out of gas Deputies reported that Quintana was near the car in wet clothes, dancing on the grass and muttering unintelligible comments about Disney. <laughs> oh, that's
1: so fantastic!
0: I mean, I, yeah. know, was this this? So this was the
1: story I sent you from the Florida woman Twitter account that I just found.
0: Uh, yes, and actually, uh, it does tell us what the white substance is. I'll get to it in just a second. Uh, okay. The. Uh, the car was reported stolen in Miami-Dade on Thursday. A man in the car was released after telling deputies he did not know the woman who gave him a ride from Key West. By the way, was she using that cord to also uh, tenderize the steaks at Waffle House? Just, that's, that's another callback from earlier.
1: Yeah, about showed me that sent me that picture of Waffle House. And there were just so many things about it that were entertaining. But there were a couple things. One, uh, on the bottom of the big sign pointing to the Waffle House, it said Chick-fil-A on it which I was very confused by, and you didn't actually have uh, an answer as to why it might have said that as well. But the other thing that I really loved was painted on the front window was the uh, the phrase T-bone steak specialists. And I just imagined walking in there and be like, hey, I've got this great New York. Do you guys think you could make it for me? No,
0: we we only do T-bones. Sorry. Like I said, man, there's a guy back there named Clarence in the back beating steaks with a timing belt. Right. Just gotta tenderize those things. Gotta soften those up. <laughs> the uh, the white substance apparently on the woman's face was theatrical paint.
1: Uh huh. Is that a, is that what they're calling that type of cocaine now? I didn't know <laughs> that they had. I just knew that they. You know, so there's like the the powder, and then you know some people the free base. You know, like in traffic. Were they? Yes, girl, that wasn't that wasn't really depressing either. But still, uh, <laughs> I didn't know that that was a euphemism
0: for it. Were they able to reach Latimer from the program for comment?
1: I hope so. I wonder what <laughs> he's doing these days. He might have dropped off my Amazon package the other day.
0: <laughs> Maybe he's flying the drones. Maybe that's what Maybe. that is. <laughs> um, another hashtag real parenting story. Two of them in the same show, by the way. Mm. That's uh that's a rarity. It's good. Police are searching for a woman and two children accused of robbing, accused of robbing a Family Dollar store. Use take two in uh, in Volusia County. Then the woman and one of the children allegedly attacked the store manager who tried to stop them. Now, hey,
1: that, <laughs> stop doing that illegal thing! No, <laughs> screw you.
0: Now that manager is facing disciplinary action.
1: Uh, We talked about this before. We have kind of touched on this subject before that stores, especially big chains, have a rule in place that you are not supposed to follow or chase after people who have stolen merchandise from the store. Correct? Yes. All right. So I assume that's what we're going to be getting into here.
0: By the way, before we go on, um they actually have the 911 call audio available. I have not yet heard it. Do we dare risk running it live uh cold without hearing it?
1: Well, I just don't think that they're... this would be bleeped.
0: I don't think we're going to run into a language issue, are we? Uh, we shouldn't, but uh it's uh you, if if you uh if you give the okay, we'll go ahead and run it. Brian, we've
1: been just <laughs> <laughs> the height of professionalism um, has been showing throughout this program, so I'm sure that if we just take a chance here, that uh, our listeners might... Know.
0: What the hell? Let's let's run it. Let's
4: do it! 911, where's your emergency?
5: I'm a family Dollar. I don't know what happened to the phone. I think she grabbed it. I just got off okay. the phone with y'all. Okay, what's going on, ma'am? Did you get a license plate? I got a license plate. She hit me.
4: She hit her with a
5: car? She tried to hit me with her car, but she started uh, decking me in the face to her fist. Okay. Are you and okay? And her, her child as well. She had two kids with her. One of them was about 7 or 8, and then, and the child, she screamed at the child, did her, and she went to hit me too. Okay. What kind of vehicle is it? It's, it's maroon. I don't even remember. I said it when I was on the phone. Do you need an ambulance? No, I'll be all right. She hit you in the face? Yeah, she started swinging on me, and then she tried to hit me on her car. Okay. It's a maroon what? A maroon passenger car? She did hit me.
4: Yeah.
5: I don't even know did why. You get...
4: the phone.
5: Did you get the tag number? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Answer her. Keeping 911 <laughs> operator on hold is the best idea. want to call? I don't care. You
5: call.
4: I don't care.
5: Ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. Yes. Did you get her tag number? Yes, ma'am. What is it? It's B, as in Blake. Okay. N as in Nickel. Oh no. (laughs) J as in John.
1: So scared what her example could be.
5: As in Tom two eight. Which way did she go? She she left out of the south entrance and I didn't see after that. I didn't have my glasses because she knocked them off and broke them. Oh, God. And I, all I was trying to do was write down a license plate, and when I got it, was on the phone with when she started to squeeze on me.
0: <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but... I
5: have everybody on the way to you, okay? Were you back in the store? Yes, I'm in the first. Okay. Are you sure you don't need an ambulance? I'm okay. I'm just a little shook up. I'm okay, just all right. From my stay head. Inside there and we'll get somebody
0: right <laughs> to you honey, okay? All right, thank you. No, I'm just busted open like triple H. I'm, I'm all good. Could
1: you imagine if the operator was like, uh, you know what? I'll I'll send the order out to try to get some of these police out to you uh I don't know, in about like 40 or 50
0: seconds. I'm going to ignore you for a while." <laughs> yeah, I need to finish up this uh this Candy Crush game and then I'll get somebody out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, my dad asking what the penalty is for rubery. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Jeez. I guess I got to wear that one. By, by the way, let me just say, I probably would have left that woman sitting there in silence too. Did you hear how crappy the call quality was on that 911 yeah, call? Not
1: very good. I don't know. I think that might have been one of the burner phones that they sold at their store. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Assurance Wireless helps helps get me in touch for that job interview. Yep. It's, no, like, no, no, it's like, it's like yeah, I I... I, I yeah, that's probably how that (laughs) works. So the the manager you heard there is apparently the one facing disciplinary action. Well, actually, maybe not. Um, Police said the unidentified woman entered the store on Nova Road in Holly Hill Wednesday evening. An assistant manager told police she watched the woman make some selections, put a 50% sale sticker on a toy, and head to the register to ask for a price check. Oh, God. That's awesome.
1: (laughs) I, I didn't know that you could just do that. I never even thought of doing that before. Just walk up, I found a 50% sticker out here. <laughs> now, because normally um, it's all done by barcodes, so the sticker that's on there really doesn't matter.
0: It's all ball bearings these days. Yeah. Uh, the manager told the woman the toy was not on sale. When the suspect tried to leave the store with several items still in her carts. He was stopped. The woman surrendered the items, and she and the two children, a one-year-old and a seven-year-old, left the store without buying anything. A little while later, the manager told police the woman came back with the children, filled a shopping bag, and left without paying. The assistant manager went to the parking lot to write down the tag number on the woman's car. She then called 911, which you heard. That's when police say the suspect attacked the manager, punching her in the face. The manager said the woman told the older child to go join in and attack the manager. (laughs) Oh, man. Jeez. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Uh... (laughs) I don't even know what to say to that, man. I just really don't.
1: God. It's, very, it's kind of scary.
0: Uh, police said the woman and the child got into the car, backed out of the parking lot toward the manager, put the car in drive, appeared to try and hit the manager again, then left the parking lot. She was very scared. She was very shocked, said Brandon Davis, store manager. She didn't think before she reacted. Once you see something happen like that, you get that adrenaline. Oh, I'm going to get this person. I'm going to get this person, but you don't know what you're going to get when you go chasing them. The car was found at a home in Daytona Beach. Police said the car belonged to someone else who claimed he loaned the car to his granddaughter. Yeah.
1: Why do I just picture that as they turned the car on and they, you know, sped past the manager who's, like, diving out of the way, that Cruz was being blasted out of that car? <laughs> Fire it up, let's go. Woo! Woo! <laughs>
0: <laughs> have the have the uh, the horn from the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> hit that. <laughs> By the way, uh, I wish I'd remembered. Pete sent me a, a brilliant story earlier today about Cruise and about how it was so uh, aggressively ordinary or something like that. Is is uh, why it's so successful?
1: Oh, the article you sent me about Cruise. Yeah, yeah that was a, that was a good piece, though it was well written. It did sum it up quite well. I like the the description saying if Cruz were a guy at the bar, it would be the guy that hits on the hottest girl there, laughs too loudly at his own jokes, and wonders why he's not getting anywhere,
0: yeah, and then tries to Something fire up like a that. video of it on his phone, yeah, yeah <laughs> the uh The woman is described as being in her early thirties, five foot six inches tall, with a large build, dark skin, and black hair, and a ponytail. She was wearing a long sleeved light green shirt and blue jeans, which are now long gone. She had a 7- to 8-year-old and a 1- to 2-year-old with her.
1: I remember this started uh, on a show way back when, but the idea of committing crimes with your kids in tow yeah. is just astounding, isn't it? <laughs> just in the sense of, you know, if you're a parent, normally you're thinking, I don't want to put my kids in harm's way or anything like that, or you worry about the example you're setting for them. Or you just want to make sure that they've got that toy. Either way, I guess that's, you know. Uh, look, my Timmy's got his tickle-me-elbow. Hashtag <laughs> real parenting.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking, by the way, of making sure that you get the toy you want. In Nashville, a man called a GameStop to reserve an Xbox and other items before rubbing it at gunpoint. that
1: <laughs> uh, <sighs> Seem like that's linking you to the crime somehow.
0: Yeah, um, employees piled up the items, which included the the games Just Dance and Call of Duty. Uh, one of these things is not like the other. Just, just yeah. saying. Uh, so, so he's
1: got a son and a daughter.
0: So that the man can make a quick purchase as requested. However, when he arrived, he pulled out a semi-automatic handgun and ordered one employee to the ground. The man then grabbed the items and took six hundred dollars from the cash register. Before running off, police say he is still being sought.
1: I'm part of the GameStop Special Buyers Club. (laughs) And no, I don't want to reserve the next Madden. I'm out of here.
0: You didn't send me my magazine last time, so I'm taking it.
1: Yeah, that was... Every time I, I I... I don't end up going in there all that often, but every once in a while... You end up going in there for a game or something. It's like, no, I don't want to join whatever special club. And no, I don't want to pay five extra dollars to insure this disc whatever <laughs> that kid is. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. you want to pay $2 to, you know, in case the disc breaks? I haven't had one break yet, so I, I think I'm going to be all right.
0: Dateline, Philadelphia. The Philadelphia Police Department was investigating claims that a 16-year-old boy's testicle was ruptured by an officer during a pat-down. Oh. But the city's Man. police commissioner said the investigation is being hampered because the youth attorney won't let investigators interview him. I guess they don't have the balls to let him talk. Oh! <sighs> yeah.
1: All right. Uh, um, yeah. That just sounds awful. Um, let's assume this is true for just a second, just for discussion's sake. Sure. Um I can't imagine just how much force you would need to hit someone with in the genitals in order to cause that. Um, God, that's a scary story for any male out there.
0: Could, could we try that with Michael Bolton from the Honda commercials and see if we can figure out the exact uh, amount of force it takes?
1: Well, I, you know, the holidays are over.
0: Yeah, and but still. Uh,
1: hasn't that meant the end of the sh- the, the ads for
0: him? Yeah, but still, I mean, I he's just not seeing him. He's going to surface somewhere, you know. He is because he's a whore and he needs money.
1: Well, I think this is his attempt at being ironic now, or just money.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, he and I, I'm I'm not going to go into all this because there's a a lot in this copy, but uh, apparently. Manning and several teammates were on a a subway on their way to play in a school basketball game while they were wearing hats and scarves uh, that were provided because the temperature was in single digits that day. Uh, As the students exited the train, police said one student caught the attention of officers, though police haven't specified why or how, and the youth scattered as police approached. Manning was frisked and claims he was injured when a female officer roughly grabbed his crotch.
1: Oh, so it was a sexually related crime. That's scary. <laughs> That's, uh, that woman also may have the strongest hands in the history of the world.
0: Yeah, for, for those of us who uh, had their, their crotches roughly grabbed in high school, we're all thankful we made it out alive, I think. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Um, just, uh, sometimes,
1: I don't know, if uh, sometimes it might take a little time. For everyone to quite realize the amount of finesse that can be involved in touching another human being, <laughs> or being, whatever, being, being, eh, whatever—that you know, that thing. Nobody cares. Three pack of mispronunciations for me, so it's good times. <laughs> um, but if I catch the number of rim shots, then it'll really gone off the rails. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much. So yeah, that's um, hmm. That just sounds terrible. Again, assuming if true that that I can't really imagine what that's like. And also what I keep thinking is this kid trying to be tough and just thinking that it will go away. (laughs) And then showing up at the game and the coach is like, all right, you good to go? I don't think so, coach. My groin really hurts. What? What happened? Well, I got frisked by this cop on the way here and she roughly grabbed my, my junk and now it just hurts. (laughs) <laughs> all right you're starting just get out there you know <laughs> suck it up
0: yeah you know? um, but by, by the way on on this program we've made fun of a number of dating sites uh for good reason the most recent target being FarmersOnly.com, which uh we've, <laughs> yeah we've made fun of on numerous occasions there's also Christian Mingle, which you see all kinds of ad, ads for. Sure. And I, I still laugh at the one where it's got the, the chick there who's, who's reasonably decent looking, and she's sitting there, and she's like, I thought I'd have to abandon my dream of finding a spouse. And I'm just like, that's the most romantic thing I've never heard.
1: I always find it uh, amazing on those commercials or, or those things. Like, I just, you know, I was just at the point where I was going to give up in your, in your mid-30s. Really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, just, I'm done. I'm just done with this. I'm spending the rest of my life alone to spend my time reading those Tory romance novels that we referenced earlier because <laughs> <laughs> a man won't be there to pleasure me because I'm so alone.
0: <laughs> I was in the shelter looking at five or six cats to add to my collection, and someone had christianmingle.com up on their browser. and Oh,
1: you know, if you hadn't said something about cats, that was next uh, on my joke list, or it came back to me. <laughs> there you go
0: <laughs> the the bad one is though for christian mingle they have one where there's like a single mother and single father who got married and she's she's sitting there and she's just looking at him almost sobbing she's like he's my second chance and i'm just like what some wow. guy you met on the internet is your second chance really that's, that's...
1: things just got a little bit too real here we're actually can, can you just dial it down here
0: for this promo we're looking for happy is the vibe Well, the even worse thing is it it shows her, and she's like this, you know, blonde-haired, blue-eyed woman, you know, and she's sitting there with her blonde-haired, blue-eyed doppelganger daughter, and Mm -hmm. she's sitting there next to her, dark you know, darker-complected now-husband with his darker-complected son, and I'm just like, what the hell am I watching here? (laughs) It's, It's just... Looking at them on screen, it's jarring. I'll just, I'll, I'll put it that way. I, I, yeah, how have I not seen this episode of ChristianMingle.com's <laughs> commercials? I, I don't know. Well, uh, there's, there's this about Christian Mingle. A 66 year old woman, 66, was scammed out of three hundred thousand dollars by a man she met on Christian Mingle, according to news reports.
1: Yikes. Um, Well, I hope that the legalese in the terms and conditions for Christian Mingle is good.
0: (laughs) Uh, Police say a Nigerian man, of course, pretending to be British, befriended the unidentified San Jose, California woman. Then uh, later wooed her with phone calls, texts, and a delivery of flowers. After the man suspected he had her hooked, he asked her for a $300,000 loan to assist him in his startup business.
1: Now, <laughs> I got to say, um, is there a a, a country – I mean – can I – OK. That, I guess that's a better way to put it. Is there a country that we haven't had some sort of military dealings um, with in terms of fighting against them in a war, I guess you could say, that has a worse – I mean that, that probably brings up more negative reactions than Nigeria at this point? <laughs> You know what i'm talking about every like every scam is a nigerian prince or a nigerian person or i'm a such and such nigerian who has all this money and i just need 50 thou from you to get it back yeah and then once you give me 50 thou i'm going to give you 5 million because i'm a nigerian <laughs> prince and there's no way this could be a scam at all send to not a scam at com. thank you
0: <laughs> even worse <laughs> Eager to help, she withdrew money from her retirement account and refinanced her home Ugh. I'm just gonna tell you um if I'm in her shoes, if it's a guy I've never met uh yeah, he's not getting me to refinance the house and uh blow out the retirement account.
1: look if beyonce's single ladies just talks about being at the club and dancing with people um. You know, as a reason to put a ring on it, then I would think that loading someone 300000 might
0: be a reason to have a ring on it. If you liked it, you should have put a $70,000 ring on it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the man, surprisingly to no one, used a fake photo on the dating site and also created a fake website for his fraudulent business that listed the victim's name as a company authority. Uh, I'm going to guess this is Melky Cabrera who was involved in this. <laughs> Just
1: giving that amount of money to someone you've never met in person? Uh, um,
0: it gets worse though.
1: Not, like, I mean, that would be one thing if you, well, what about faceless corporations? All right, people, uh, idealists out there listening to the show, um, <laughs> just calm down for one. And two, you know, look, I, I would like to think that when I'm paying off my, my, you know, highly sporty Prius every month, cause I'm such a man, um, that, uh, I could, I could be okay with, I'm giving my money to Toyota, even though I've never met Mr. Toyota because it's an established business. I think that's a little different.
0: <laughs> the uh, the woman caught on when she was asked to wire two hundred thousand more dollars, and the money went to a bank in Turkey.
1: Oh, really? So you just caught on after already <laughs> giving three hundred thousand dollars? What was the tip that you got that made you think that this wasn't right? That you were going to be asked to give up half a million now at this point?
0: See, this is what I don't understand. If if I'm wiring $300,000 to somebody, I'm going to have every tracking mechanism imaginable on that money.
1: I would think I would like to... Well, you know, if I'm going to send you $300,000, I'd like to meet the person that I'm sending this money to at least.
0: Scene. I mean, come on. That's... I still remember, you know, how paranoid my dad was with wiring me like 20 bucks in college. I can't even imagine this. Was he? <laughs> yeah. Cause you know it was it was a different time, man. You, when, there wasn't the uh, the mass availability of you know car title loans and and uh, settlement funding and all that other stuff that there is now.
1: I thought you were going to just talk about it's not something you know. Was, I mean, I can go to my bank's website and with an email address send someone money.
0: Well, yeah, I mean there was no PayPal then either. I mean it's a little bit different time. Yep. yep. Uh, she alerted authorities, and it led to the arrest in Turkey of an associate of the Nigerian man. The woman got the $200,000 back, but she lost 300000 and the scammer remains at large.
1: Well, at least we have a pic—oh, that's right, it was a fake oh, picture. Oh, yeah. Well, at least we have some details on his—oh,
0: de- those were all fake, too. <laughs> man, what are we going to do now? But, hmm. by the way, I'm just going to go ahead and—while and, uh, while we're on the program, I'm just going to go ahead and, and uh, propose an executive decision. And uh, you can agree with it or, or not. I'll, I'll defer to you. But I'm, I'm going to propose, right. since we have so much silly stuff to hit this week, that, that we, uh, we weave in sports where we can. But this, this needs to be a week of, uh, of silly stuff because I think you and I are still kind of bitter towards sports to begin with.
1: Well, I mean, you know, I am a
0: Niners fan and they lost in the NFC title game. I wasn't too pleased about that. Um, I'm a Panther but- fan and my team lost to your team last week. So yeah, screw everybody. But,
1: you know, at the same time, I just can choose to not be spending a whole bunch of time on ESPN for a day instead of thinking, you know what, I'm going to really develop an opinion on what I think think of this Richard Sherman fellow. I'd never heard of him before. (laughs) I'm just stunned. He could be acting this way. Who does that? And I also thought that there was a pretty – it seemed like a pretty clear dividing line uh, about what you thought of Richard Sherman's actions. Uh, You hated him, of course, if you were a Niner fan, um, and then – it seemed to be, you know, it seemed to be the older versus younger debate, for the most part.
0: Uh, yeah, pretty much the the Twitter verse versus the non Twitter verse, and and the uh, you know the hashtag crowd versus the older beat people who have been kind of forced onto Twitter because <laughs> their papers have told them, yeah, you need to get out there and actually, you know, have have some conversations with the people who read your column or don't read your columns anymore or whatever.
1: Well, I love all the people who came back in defense of Richard Sherman about like. You know, people would say, "Man, that was just classless what he did." Uh, you know, he had a 4.2 GPA at Stanford. All right, well, that really doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking no, about no, right No, not a bit. It really has nothing to do with that at all. So he's a very smart person, and you know, I mean, you could you could argue that it wasn't a very classy thing that he had to say in his post game comments, and you know, he's since apologized for them, but. You know that's either here or there. I, that really, that interview didn't bother me at all. It just, I just, it was just more, again, bummed out that the team didn't win the game.
0: <laughs> the yeah, Niners well,
1: didn't win the game. That 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 was more. Uh, that was of more concern than Richard Sherman's postgame comments.
0: Well, we'll we'll get back to him in just a minute, and I'll, I'll let you uh, figure out whether you want to do a, a full fledged sports thing or if you'd rather just weave it in here. Uh, weave. Hi, Pam Oliver. Uh, your your call. <laughs>
1: It just—I still want to talk about the fact that there was a play that, based on replay review, clearly showed that the Niners took over possession on a turnover. Granted, there was a turnover the next play, and it worked out in their favor with the way that the ball was, you know, kicked out to the 20-yard line. But the point is, if you're going to have replay, why would you have any situation where you can say, "No, that's you know, that's just not reviewable"? <laughs> I, I've never understood that. I don't get that. Yeah. I don't it doesn't really make sense. But, but hey, uh,
0: why bother fixing that? We're too busy taking away the extra point and adding games and stuff. Right, that's true. I'm sure that taking away the extra point is going to save a bunch of injuries every year. But, you know, look at it this way. At least now we have fantasy football for real, and we have, you know, pro bowlers being drafted fantasy football style, and we have Leon Sandcastle. Eh, screw everybody. <laughs> Leon Sandcastle. Every last one of you. <clears throat> screw yes. you Yes. Mo- moving on, um, Dateline, Freeland, Pennsylvania, police in one northeastern Pennsylvania town really liked a particular Facebook post. Officers oh, in-, no. in Freeland arrested 35-year-old Anthony leskowitz Monday night, less than two hours after he shared a wanted photo of himself and taunted police for not being able to find him, the Wilkes-Barre Times leader reported Tuesday. God. What <laughs> <It's> just... a <laughs> moron. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. Uh. Leskowicz shared the wanted bulletin minutes after Freeland police posted it on the department Facebook page Monday night. Authorities said he was sought on assault-related assault charges. An officer pretending to be an attractive woman then messaged Leskowicz, according to police. Le- Leskowicz refused the offer of a drink but eventually agreed to meet for a cigarette and was arrested at the agreed upon location.
1: No, I won't have a drink with you, but I'll meet you for a smoke.
0: <laughs> yes, what is it? Yes, random woman. I'd gladly meet you to fire it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh gosh.
1: So was he just trying to – did he figure the drink didn't matter? It just mattered more if he could test the if she smokes, she pokes theory? <laughs> Is that his reasoning? I, I, that's all I could come up with as to why oh. you say, no, I won't get a drink with you, but I will have a smoke.
0: <laughs> wow. I, uh, I was not going there, but nope. nicely done.
1: That's all I can think of at this
0: point. After uh, after the arrest, police posted this message. This is in all caps. Uh, captured six exclamation marks. Shares our status on Facebook about himself. Captured forty five minutes later.
1: <laughs> that is that is really amazing. <laughs> um, what do you think the ego is like on that guy?
0: Um, well, I'm gonna imagine it probably got knocked down a peg or two once he uh, arrived at the slam.
1: I'm guessing yes. You think anyone at the jail might have found out about this by now?
0: Oh, probably. And I'm guessing he still had a little bit to work off after meeting up with this, uh, alleged attractive woman. And, you know,
1: yeah. Yep.
0: Leskowicz. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) That just didn't, that's such a bad move. That's amazing.
0: (laughs) That's one of the best I think we've had on this show. That's Uh, amazing. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Leskowicz of Drifton, Pennsylvania, remained in the Luzerne County Jail Tuesday. He has no attorney listed, of course, but he faces a preliminary hearing January 29th on charges including aggravated assault, reckless endangerment, and disorderly conduct, stemming from an incident last July 14th.
1: Just absolutely incredible. It's
0: taking it to a new level. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of taking it to a new level... A 23-year-old Tennessee man who really didn't want to do his dirty dishes could face charges after being accused of pinning his mother behind a door during a tantrum over having to do said dishes. Wow. Uh, yikes. That's, um, I mean, you know, Brian,
1: man, that's just, oh God, that's really incredible.
0: <laughs> the 41-year-old mother took her son's phone charger and told him he couldn't have it back until the task was done. Wow. After a verbal argument, the man is accused of smashing dinnerware and slamming the dishwasher door, causing minor damage.
1: That's really just... Man, you know, there are there are times where I haven't w- wanted to do dishes, but, you know, usually all it's going to take is five minutes of your time. I mean, by the time you, you get started and, you know, finish getting mad about it in your own head, you're done. You know, <laughs> I mean... What a waste.
0: Yeah, um, the... Do you
1: think that might be awkward family gatherings from that point on?
0: <laughs> yeah, probably.
1: Mom's coming over. Uh,
0: I'm gonna go. <laughs> the, uh, the woman then claims the man chased her around the house, scaring her so badly that she ran into her bedroom to try to get away. She said he forced his way into the room and pinned her behind the door. The man tried to leave before police arrived, but his car wouldn't start. <laughs> That's, uh, oh. that's a tough day in the big leagues for you, pal.
1: Yeah, seriously. I can only imagine just the desperation the guy kept cranking that thing with.
0: <laughs> Come on, you piece of... Yeah. That's what happens when you buy a car at drivetime.com. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know what that is. It's, um, do you have JD Byrider out there? JD Byrider. Yeah, it's it's one of these national chains that... Markets to people with really bad credit. They say that your your job is your credit, and it doesn't really matter, and all that stuff. And oh, they sell you okay. like a like a two thousand four Chevy Cavalier for thirteen thousand dollars at twenty four percent interest. Hmm. Yeah. I no. I don't know them, but now I do. Yeah. Uh, go go and find some drive time commercials. There are, are uh, there's something. He uh, the man by the way faces domestic assault charges
4: oh
0: boy i mean that's
1: that's bad that's bad i i and also just uh, throwing on your own parents that's also a little
0: weird isn't it uh yeah yeah i've i've never really been in a position where i felt like uh just yeah you know what i've had enough of you people uh it's it's go time yep never really been there don't really care that you raised me <laughs> time to throw by the way for the uh for the next story there's, there's one thing that is so grotesquely appropriate. And before we'll start the next story, I will share this with you, and it will get you in the proper mood for oh, said no. story. So scared.
4: Roll time, baby! Roll time!
0: Okay. Family members accidentally set their Alabama home on fire when they tried to burn off toilet paper stuck in a tree, according to video from WBRC Television.
1: <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Well, we can't make it down to Tumor's Corner, so we just do it to our own tree, and uh, we couldn't get it down, so we figured the best way is just to burn it. Is a tree flammable?
0: <laughs> Tumor's Coner.
1: <laughs> Gosh.
0: Yeah. Um, of course, you know that there's, uh, there's another sound that I'm going to bump out of this story with. You, you already know where I'm going with it, but um, Cheryl Crowswell said they were cleaning their home after it was toilet papered as part of a teen prank. Unable to get rid of pesky pieces on a tree's branches, she lit a piece of paper with a lighter in hopes that it would burn off. She tells WBRC that the wind blew the flaming piece into the yard and set the grass on fire. (laughs) It just popped out into a little patch and we tried to put it out and it just kept going, she told WBRC. There were no injuries, however, that the home was totally destroyed.
1: Wow. That's crazy.
0: (laughs) And uh, so, in, in honor of that... I give you all this.
3: Al is in Dadeville, Alabama. Hey, Al.
2: Hey, Paul. How you doing? Well, thanks. Um, I when got Bear Bryant died, I was living in Texas, <laughs> and I really didn't understand the Alabama-Auburn rivalry. Uh, but a good friend of mine that lived in uh, Birmingham sent me a copy of the newspaper showing the uh, Auburn students – Rolling Tumor's Corner Connor. celebrating
3: Bryant's death. No, stop, 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 stop. I, 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 Even though I know what you just got through saying, and even though I know you're quoting from a newspaper, I, I just have the most difficult time ever I'd like believing to <laughs> that Auburn students rolled Tumor's Corner when the news broke that Coach Bryant died. Does anyone else remember that? I don't.
2: Do you want me to send you a copy of the I I
3: have have I newspaper clipping? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm kind of awkward here because I'm not doubting your your truthfulness. I'm just are, are are you guys in the other room in as much shock as I am? That that, that is just one of the most shocking things I've ever heard. I, well, I do well, I do not want to believe that is true.
2: Okay, let me finish my story. Okay, this year I was at the uh, Iron Bowl. There's No
3: way that could be true. Iron well, Bowl. Okay,
2: this year I was at the Iron Bowl. Okay, and I saw where they put. A Scam Newton jersey on the statue.
3: Okay, I mean again, that's 28 years later.
2: Okay, well, let me tell you what I did. The weekend after the Iron Bowl, I went to Auburn, Alabama, because I live 30 miles away, sure. and I poisoned the two tumor's trees. <laughs> okay, well, that's fair. I put spike 80 DL in them. Did they die? Did I, do what? D- did
3: <laughs> they die?
2: They're not dead yet, but they they, will they, they, they definitely will die.
3: Is that against the, the, the law to... Poison a tree?
2: Do well, you think I care? No. <laughs> no. Okay, I really don't. Okay. Roll damn tide.
0: Roll damn tide.
1: I'm just waiting for the, you know equally horrible action to be taken by Padre fans against Dodger fans or something like that. <laughs> I just I think we'll be waiting a long time for anything showing that much passion for the the Padres. <laughs>
0: I, I, I wish, I, I truly do that I could find the the uh, audio that I had of <laughs> I, I still laugh at this, the guy calling up Feinbaum and going <laughs> You keep your mama out of my yard and I'll keep my yard out of your mama. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I don't know why that's I love that so <laughs> yeah. incredible. So uh yeah, T P causing a home fire.
1: Just yeah. yeah, it seems like the best way to get rid of it. <laughs> set it on fire.
0: <laughs> you know what? What to go wrong? <laughs> I'm just going to burn it. <laughs> Screw you, people. Yep. Um, the the big game is coming up soon, and uh, of course we can't say the name of that game because the NFL will sue us. Right. And uh, you know how. And,
1: are we? and look, they got to make sure to avoid those lawsuits now. I mean, they're, they're, how much money is left after whatever the concussion settlement's going to be? Seven hundred sixty-five million's not enough. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm I'm thinking now. I'm trying to remember the the story, and I I can't remember um, when it was that we had the story. It was ages ago, back back on the old show, even where we were talking about the NFL suing a church uh, for showing oh, yeah. the big game in their in their uh, in their church. If I could find that damn story, I'd.
1: That was a really messed up story. I mean, for all of the popularity that the NFL has, it's amazing what they're able to get away with from a public relations standpoint, isn't it?
0: Uh, yeah, pretty much. And, you know, that, that story, I remember we must have burned on that for probably a half hour and, uh, you know, the the numerous jokes that came out of it and everything else. But now, sorry to tell you, for those of you who are looking for an edge in the big game, There'll be one less way to get it. Yeah. And I know you're wondering what the hell I'm getting at, so let me tell you. Dateline, Lacey Township, New Jersey. New Jersey's pigskin prognosticating camel has died just weeks before the state is set to host its first Super Bowl. No. Really? Uh, Princess was a fixture at the Popcorn Park Zoo in Lacey Township for 10 years and gained fame for picking winners. Uh, Zoo manager John Bergman tells the Asbury Park Press the 26-year-old Bactrian Camel was euthanized after arthritis made it impossible for her to stand. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Uh, Princess made her picks with graham crackers. Bergman would hold one in each hand marked with the names of the competing teams. Whichever hand she chose was her prediction. Princess correctly picked the Baltimore Ravens in last year's Super Bowl. Her best run came in the 2008 season when she picked 17 of 22 games correctly, including the Pittsburgh Steelers, to win the Super Bowl that year. Hmm.
1: Well, I mean, there, that, that's been a big thing, though, animals that can predict sports. Remember there was that, what was it, an octopus or something during
0: the last World Cup? Uh, yeah, something like that. And you've, you've had an, an, any number of turkeys and cats and dogs and everything else?
1: Uh, you know, I mean, I even tried it way back when, when we wrote for a, another website where I had uh, our dog at the time pick games he didn't do very well so i i just i really don't i don't know if there's any skill that this camp will had uh i think it might have been
0: luck i don't know should have had that dog do your mock drafts for you yes yeah, that's, that's true that would have been fun <laughs> sorry we're we're going way inside baseball here that's okay oh, i'll freely admit that that's okay <laughs> don't care right <laughs> yeah, well i mean i think this whole show has been like that <laughs> Uh, we we talked on the program a couple of weeks ago about people uh, kind of peeping on other people, and uh-huh. there's, there's more of that. Dateline York, South Carolina. A Clover man will avoid prison after admitting he used his cell phone to take a picture under a woman's dress at a Lake Wiley Walmart store last summer.
1: Yeah, those are really flattering pictures, I'm sure, too. I mean, I just don't – the amount of danger that guys will seemingly put themselves in in order to get a photo of a woman's dress, I mean, it, it's like – you just wonder, is it really – I mean, does it do that much for you?
0: Yeah, unfortunately
1: – Is looking at other upskirts on the internet not going to be enough for you, sir?
0: Unfortunately, the, he got busted when he tried to upload the picture to snatchchat.com. <laughs> Really? Yeah.
1: That's a sight.
0: No, I wish it were. Oh. <laughs> <All> ah. the... <laughs> Sorry, I, I played on the Snapchat phenomenon. I get you. I'm instantly ashamed. Uh, Michael Cornett, 38, a married father of two, called the action the dumbest thing he ever did.
1: Yeah, that, Yeah,
0: that's pretty good description. That's true. <laughs> on, on Thursday, through his lawyer, Cornett called it a spur-of-the-moment decision to lift up a woman's skirt at Walmart and take a picture of her dress. Wait a minute,
1: so he actually (laughs) lifted, oh gosh, alright, that just jumped up a whole notch of stupidity. So it's one thing if if you just are like, oh, at a certain spot, he actually lifted up the dress.
0: That escalated quickly.
1: That really did.
0: (laughs) That's dumb.
1: It's almost as if we're doing an entire show about dumb people.
0: (laughs) Oh, wait. (laughs) Oh, we are. The incident happened July 13th at the Walmart Supercenter on Highway 274 in Lake Wiley, which I was just in that store a few days ago. Um, at the time, York County Sheriff's deputies released surveillance video when they were still searching for Cornette. On the tape, a man can be seen entering the store and then later running out after the 43-year-old victim said she felt her dress drop down like it had been lifted, then turned and saw a man behind her. She said he was holding a cell phone in his hand as if he was trying to conceal it. She screamed, <laughs> stop him, but he was able to run out and leave in a white SUV. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay all right uh so you know <laughs> most most of the time with a camera phone this is going to seem completely unrelated but you'll understand <laughs> okay so most of the time you know how with a camera phone make sure it makes the camera noise
0: uh yeah yeah the uh the uh oh hell
1: you know there's the clicking the noise shutter sound and, yeah shutter sound yeah Exactly, where you're just hearing like or whatever it might be. I was at a basketball game once with a friend of mine, and there was a, a very attractive girl sitting and wearing some some low rise pants, and you could clearly see her choice of undergarments um, as she was leaning forward in her seat. And you know, as a joke, uh, my friend was you know was like miming to me like I should take a picture of it. And later on, as we were walking out of the place, I said to him, man, when you told me that I should take a picture of that girl, I started thinking if I tried to, the sound the sound from my camera would probably be loud enough that she'd
0: turn around,
1: <laughs> which would it'd be the stupidest thing that you could possibly do. And then we started thinking about how that should be the next Southwest want to get away commercial. <laughs> Girl turns around and she's like, Oh, I was just sending a text. I don't even know what happened. <laughs> How did I take a picture while well, I'm sending a text?
0: Damn new <laughs> phones. Yeah. Uh, Cornette turned himself in to face charges about two months later after the surveillance video ran on local news stations and identified him.
1: Jesus. Oh, man. I don't think you're going to get a lot of sympathy from the public. And then, that... oh, turn me in. I'm turning you in. You're a dick
0: this This is the ultimate lie I think every every man has probably told this at one point uh he claims that immediately after taking the picture he deleted it without ever looking at it and destroyed his phone totally
1: yeah, <laughs> destroyed his phone. What is this an episode of the wire? no <laughs> destroy his phone. <laughs> It's like, I, deleted it. I deleted it right away.
0: It's like, you know, somebody you're dating sends you a picture of, of her in a bikini or something like that. She's like, you didn't keep that picture, did you? No, I totally deleted it.
1: Oh, I deleted it as soon as I downloaded it onto my computer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it was deleted.
0: Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I made it my background on my desktop, but I deleted the picture off the phone. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, his lawyer, Phil Smith, said Cornette was sorry for what he did. You can just look at him and see that he's ashamed of what happened, Smith said.
1: <laughs> oh, man, yeah, I bet. Uh, being caught, especially.
0: Oh, boy. Uh, Cornette has no criminal record, and that's why prosecutors agreed to allow him to plead to a lesser uh, charge of assault and battery second degree instead of voyeurism, which would have landed him on the sex offender registry. Cornette could have been sentenced to a maximum of three years in prison, but was instead given a recommended sentence of three years probation. He must also receive mental health counseling and stay away from the victim.
1: Why am I now just picturing as they fill out the form, you know, (laughs) motive for the crime, dat ass.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my
0: God.
1: And it's not just into the, the wall; we're a fiery ball <laughs> of wreck right now. Danica
0: Patrick is driving this program at this point.
1: Boom! Well, texting <sighs> with the kids in the back, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And the left uh, blinker on. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I I don't even know what to say to some of this stuff. I mean, this stuff is just so stupid. I don't I don't even have the the best answer to give you. It's like, well. I don't know, man. We could just talk sports. That might be equally stupid. <laughs> uh, there's, There are a couple of things that are, are non-sports related, um, and, and we'll get to the sports stuff in a minute. But a Myrtle Beach man was jailed Monday after a 33-year-old woman told officers the man attacked her, cut off her shorts with a machete, and threatened to kill her, according to a police report.
1: He just didn't want to take the chance of her figuring out about him holding her skirt up or shorts up to get his photo he just really wanted a better photo is that uh, I don't his know
0: rationale or this happened at the Atlantic sands motel jeez uh the victim Never told stay at the Atlantic <laughs> sands motel apparently i've I've stayed there I stayed there when oh. I was in high school um <laughs> the victim you stayed at that at that hotel actual... yes oh all right not not in this room but Um, Right. The the victim told police she'd met Brown about two weeks before and had no place to stay, so she began living with him, and they started a relationship, according to the report. The victim said she'd stayed at a friend's tent, and when she returned two hours before uh, police arrived, Brown was upset, and the incident began. The victim said Brown told her to take a shower, but before she could, he called her names, hit her in the head, and threatened to kill her, according to the report. The victim said Brown then used the machete to cut off her shorts. Well, uh
1: any word on if alcohol might have been involved in this incident?
0: Uh officers noted Brown appeared to be intoxicated according to the report.
1: No way. <laughs> super weird. Never would have seen that coming. <laughs>
0: Jeez. Yeah. You know, I've I've um I've been mad in my day. I think we all yeah. have. Sure. I've I've never in my life thought of just uh cutting off a woman's uh, drawers with a machete. It just never really occurred to me.
1: I don't really know where I could buy a machete to be real honest. I think that would have been step one in this whole scenario. I'd I'd need to go obtain a machete. Um, (laughs) So that would have been a tough thing for me. Uh, You know, I think any knife I could find
0: in my house right now, I would be told that's not a knife. This is a knife. (laughs) See, what you need is to get some like, you know, Food Network brand Bobby Flay knives or something like that. So that you could claim that you were influenced by watching Food Network to, uh, to kill somebody or, you know, stab somebody or something.
1: No, what I think I need to do is get a samurai sword from Home Shopping Network <laughs> by the same guys that also sell baseball cards. <laughs> Those guys were awesome.
0: Speaking of, uh, of great relationship stories, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina police charged a 64-year-old man after a woman reported he choked her and hit her in the face during an argument that began after he asked why she had not called him all day, according to a police report.
1: Why haven't you called me all day? Throw
0: <laughs> she's she's like, uh well, I was wrong answer <laughs> john edward michael sixty four of Myrtle Beach, was charged with criminal domestic violence of a high and aggravated nature after officers were called about two a m Thursday to fifteen ten coastal lane. Police said officers found the forty six year old woman barefoot crying and appearing to be in fear of her life, according to the report. The officer learned from the victim that Michael had choked and hit her before she was able to get away from him and call police. That's not wow. really the funny part. But uh, the victim said she told Michael she had been busy at work preparing for the upcoming Martin Luther King Day and did not have time to call him, according to the report.
1: Was she going to the Arizona State Party? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, she had to get her gang signs of- and baggy jerseys ready, apparently.
1: Blackout 2014. <laughs> Is Off- that no? She wasn't?
0: <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, officers <laughs> determined Michael was the primary aggressor, shockingly, and he was taken to jail. <laughs> Jeez.
1: That's uh, just um, – it's really ridiculous. <sighs> you know, um, I, I, I'm not saying that my relationship is perfect, but it feels perfect compared to a lot of these we've talked about on the show today. <laughs> I feel like i'm doing great all of a sudden
0: yeah by the way there was uh there was something we had brought up off air that we meant to bring up on air and we'd not yet gotten to it uh we were asking before the program which movie or tv show or whatever you would like to be an extra in because uh you were talking about the the show homeland and i mentioned that it was right. filmed in charlotte so we were we were kind of asking that of ourselves and i don't know that we really ever got an answer well
1: no i actually i gave you my answer i mean if you watch the show homeland um And keep in mind, I'm late to the party on Homeland. I I just finished season one and started season two last night. So obviously I've started watching it late. Um, But uh, Claire Danes, uh, who plays Carrie on the show, uh, I said I wanted to be a guy that hits on Carrie at a bar before uh, being ignored by her for whatever dude that she's with at the time. Um, and that's what I wanted to really do.
0: Uh, I figured that would be a great extra role because then I could at least get out a terrible one-liner before she shoots me a look of hate or on. The only thing, though, if you're an extra, would they give you a line? Otherwise, they'd have to pay you scale.
1: Well, look, Brian, I'm trying to make this <laughs> fun, okay? Why well, you gotta kill my dreams before I can even dream
0: them? That's that's the way the society works, man. You have a dream, it gets shot down.
1: Well, haven't we learned anything? It was just Doctor King Day.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, we've we've seen how people. Have responded to Dr. King's dream.
1: Yeah, and it's been co-opted for political <laughs> causes that have absolutely nothing to do with what he was
0: talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly that, and and uh, it's been turned into uh, you know party flyer fodder and everything else. Party flyer fodder is the name of my new band. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw Party Flyer Fodder open up for White Snake in 1991, in, yep. in the uh, in the U.S. Bank Center in Cincinnati. Oh why <laughs> that's i'm sorry
1: you're in cincinnati
0: oh uh, that's a bummer
1: uh yeah i don't i just i i was thinking about that i mean granted i understand that money talks um especially when it comes to the amount of money that's being thrown around in baseball contracts or professional sports contracts but if you have a, a, a contract that's you know to play in los angeles or southern california or chicago or new york or something like that or a city that You know, it's a vibrant city full of culture and all of these things versus a contract to play in Cincinnati for, you know, $5 million more over the life
0: of the deal. Does that come into consideration at all? Uh, You know where I would go if I were an athlete? Where? I would go to any of the states who do not have income tax.
1: That would be a a big decider for you.
0: It would. Absolutely. More take-home pay for me.
1: Sure. I understand that. But if you're making millions,
0: wouldn't – I mean – at what point is enough enough? Well, I mean, I'd, I would have more to give my entourage and, you know, to, to tip the... Uh, Start the, your record label? Yeah, exactly. I mean...
1: Build that recording studio in your home? Yeah, I mean,
0: Bad Boy Records 2014 has been dormant. I've had to change the year on it five times.
1: Yeah, well, that's a problem. I mean,
0: what, how many times have you gone to Jacob the Jeweler? <laughs> by the way, you'll, you'll also notice Bad Boy Records with the year after it, so I don't get sued by the original Bad Boy Records. It's... Well, that's a very business
1: savvy move, yeah,
0: yeah, believe it uh as far as myself, I'm trying to think of of what show I would like to be on as an extra and um hmm that's that's a good question, probably something to do with it's always sunny in Philadelphia you know it's funny, a friend of mine was really yeah he
1: it was a charity um auction item to have a walk-on roll in the show. And he actually showed it to me. <laughs> <His> DVR. <laughs> okay. I don't know. DVR. And I'm like, you got to show me. And he's like, you sure? I'm like, yes, I absolutely want to see. You're not just pumping yourself up here. I got to see this. <laughs> so it was funny because it was funny because it was a, it was a scene where, um, God, who was it? Mac and Charlie go to a bank. And, uh, my buddy is just sitting at a desk behind, the actor who has all the dialogue with Mac and, and Charlie and he's just going over reports, pretending to type on a computer, answering a phone, but he's doing a different thing every time the shot cuts back to him. <laughs> so it's, And just watching him, it's, it's, it's funny. You know, it's like, oh, was there anyone on the other end of that phone? He's like, no, of course there wasn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm going to, by the way, I'm going to allow you to choose your own adventure for the, the next uh, portion of the program here. Do you want to talk about the couple of sports-related stories I have, uh, mostly funny, or do you want to feel really old and really depressed for a few minutes?
1: Uh, being old, sounding old and depressed, that doesn't sound fun at all, Brian, you didn't exactly sell that one very hard.
0: Uh, well, it's, it's, it's fun, but it's, it's also, it'll make you feel a little old and depressed, probably.
1: Uh, all right, but I'll take a chance, we'll <laughs> eventually get to those other stories anyway. Yes,
0: um... I saw a piece, uh, I forget exactly when it was, that had some of the songs that were on alternative radio in 1994 saying these songs will be 20 years old this year. So, (laughs) I have decided to look through the top 100 chart of 1994 to go over some of the songs that were popular in 1994.
1: The end of my freshman and start of my sophomore year of high school.
0: This will make us all depressed uh starting at the bottom i won't read through all of them i'll go through some of the the highlights um brandy's i want to be down is number 100
1: wait i thought you said we're being played on alternative radio
0: no 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 these these are just on the top 100 pop charts okay (laughs) what alternative station was playing brandy (laughs) yeah long long before her brother became famous for uh (laughs) for being the other part of a kardashian video
1: yeah, that's exactly. That's a good point.
0: Um, Ice Cube's bop gun is 99. That's a good, I mean, you know, party song. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's uh, pre-Are We There Yet Cube. So he still had right. some legitimacy left. Yes, very true. Uh, let's see what else. Hadaway's What Is Love was still on the charts in 94 after charting in 93. It was number 97 on the uh on Waiting the for
1: a sketch to bring it back to life.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tim McGraw's Indian outlaw was number 90. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know that song. So Uh, he sucked then. He sucks. Now he has one good song ever. Um, let's see what else here comes. The hot stepper was number 85. (laughs) It's still strangely (laughs) enjoyable song. I don't know why, but
1: it really is to me. Yeah.
0: I, I don't know. It, it, it kind of gets stuck in your ear and won't leave. It does. Uh, Craig Mack's Flava in Your ears, number 81. Uh, Craig Mack, who later became more famous for being name-checked by Biggie in a record than for that song. That's true. Yeah, I I'd agree with that, actually. <laughs> Although it's, it's a pretty good record, but still, he, he became yeah. more famous for that than, than for the record. Uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance, one of the last Tom Petty songs to chart, was number 77. With the creepy video. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Culture Beats Mr. Vane was 76. (laughs) Man, some of these songs aren't worth remembering. (laughs) Tell me about it. I was in radio at this point. I had had to play all this garbage. Um, Let's see. What else? Aerosmith's Amazing was number 72.
1: No, that was a really um, interesting string of videos from them, wasn't it? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, underage Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> right.
1: No, I've got, hey, why don't I get my daughter involved in this?
0: Yeah. Totally! Yeah, it's like, I'm going to get underage Alicia Silverstone and my daughter to frolic in a lake. Yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll get right on that. Sign off on that. <laughs> I wouldn't imagine they had closed sets in those days either. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't want you coming here ogling over my daughter, just saying... <laughs> That's uh, weird to think about. Uh, by the way, I'll get to the alternative songs here in a little bit because there are a few of those too. Um, <laughs> the The sixty nine Boys Opus Tootsie Roll is number sixty five on oh, the list that year.
1: Yes, and still being, and it ranks a lot higher if the uh, charts were done by arenas around the country. <laughs>
0: Jock jams. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Continuing on uh let's see what's my name from snoop was 62 all right party song good uh tupac's keep your head up was 61 man i heard a lot of the tupac albums especially yeah.
1: since you spent some time growing up in marine county where i went to high school <laughs> although it's weird because they they I mean it, there was very much the hey you know we're going to move the, we're going to move the black people to Marin city and then uh, <laughs> the mexican people go to the canal area and I mean it seemed very clear that that was just how it was supposed to be um very well to do area uh
0: number 59 on the list was Warren G's this dj which was the uh horribly received <laughs> follow up to regulate um
1: Apparently, it was not easy listening to the g up sound. That's all I got to say <laughs> about that one.
0: Jeez. Um, Domino's Ghetto Jam was 55. Just, Pioneer speakers bumping. Oh, Warren
1: just <laughs> The follow ups did not go well. Just, I'm laughing at that every time. It's like, and Warren G. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he had that Regulate song.
0: <laughs> I remember that guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen's uh, "Streets of Philadelphia" was fifty-four, uh, which South know. Park brilliantly lampooned twice. By the way,
1: twice.
0: Yeah the the uh, Cartman AIDS episode, and there, there was there was another one. Uh, it might have been even in that episode. I don't remember, I don't remember, but uh, they they show Cartman walking down the street, and they're they're playing kind of like a mumbled uh, imitation of that song. Close
1: enough, but not close enough to actually have to pay for yep, it. Yep.
0: <laughs> Yep.
1: Always love hearing how how songs do that or uh, shows do that with songs. <laughs> Isn't that like stuff? Yeah. Just <laughs> enough.
0: Uh, what else is on this chart? Uh, Gin and Juice is fifty-two. That
1: was that uh, that songs had a little more staying power than I guess uh, it I, had popularity that
0: given year. I know. <laughs> so that's seemed very low for that. Uh. Let's see. Beck's Loser was fifty that year. <laughs> I
1: just remember before the internet, just not knowing what's he saying during the
0: chorus. <laughs> that's that's where being fluent in Spanish helps. <laughs>
1: yeah, I no, I had no idea. You know, I remember this girl in Nicole who I had a class with. And we just were like, no, I, I think it's this. No, I think it's this. And neither of us had, you know, neither were even close to what it actually is.
0: the uh, The number forty nine song that year was uh, the Cranberries' "Linger." I, I have a a very fond memory of that song and I am not able to say any of it on the air.
1: Okay. Well, congratulations. <laughs> hope you were safe about it.
0: <laughs> now see you're putting words in my mouth. You don't know what I'm talking about.
1: I don't know what you no, I'm not implying anything. I just hope that you were safe doing whatever it was you were doing. Hopefully you didn't fall down behind an R V while you did whatever you were doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's when I had my leg amputated. That's how I remember oh. that song. Um sure. Crystal Waters' 100% Pure Love, which everyone remembers and hates, was number 46.
4: 100% Pure Love. (laughs) Uh,
0: uh, Melissa Etheridge's Come to My Window was 43 that year. Birkenstock sales
1: just (laughs) huge that year.
0: (laughs) Final shirts, kids. Um, (laughs) Tag Team's Whoop, There It Is, was number 42. Good, good.
1: Does anyone else remember that at the same time that that came out, the group that had
0: woot there yep, is yep 95 south yep okay thank <laughs> well you.
1: i should have known that you would <laughs> be mr radio over there yeah i just love that there were the two competing for the you know <laughs> for, for oh which is going to be the song to represent this phrase more or less <laughs> that white of, people don't understand
0: one of the uh, first songs i ever had to pot down on the air because i i played an uncensored version of it and it wasn't labeled oops yeah uh, hang hang with them that's a, a sniper for Yours truly. Um, sure. Us three's Cantaloupe was number 41 that year. Cantaloupe. Flip Fantasia. It, it,
1: take, it takes me a sec, you know, on some of these songs where it's like, "What was? oh, that one, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, number 39, I, I still cannot listen to this song without cracking up, uh, DRS Gangsta Lean. Every time I hear that song and I hear them trying to sing in it, I just die every time I hear that song and it it's so damn funny and it shouldn't be.
1: It is, is it as good as when Bismarck he sings? Uh,
0: it's better, trust me. It, wow. It's it's basically they're they're trying to sing this ode to all all the uh, all their homies who are now dead, and uh, you know it's it's just it's ungodly unintentionally funny. If you haven't heard it, check it out sometime. I'll trust
1: check it out. I don't, I don't. It'll probably be that's the thing that happens with a lot of songs where people say, hey, you know, such and such title, and be like, yeah, it doesn't ring a bell, and then I'll hear it and be like, oh, of course, this one.
0: Yeah, uh, number 38 was uh, Meatloaf's I Do Anything for Love, but I Won't Do That, which I, I came to love because it had an extended version, and you could put that on and, you know, go use the restroom or go get a drink or something and not have to worry about the song running out before you got back. Fair enough. I, I never cared for that song at all. <laughs> uh, 37 was The Brat's Functified, which I know you remember.
1: Yes, I do. That was, you know, who's that guy rapping in the video with the Brat? <laughs> J.D.? Eh. <laughs> I don't know who you are yet because producers didn't matter <laughs>
0: uh the the crash test dummies epic uh mm, 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 was number 35
1: great uh, yeah, their follow-up albums have been well
0: received right uh by the way that actually showed up as a bonus question on an exam at the university of texas in the mid 90s what did uh what color did the boy's hair turn oh i have no idea from black into bright white oh okay what yeah. class <laughs> I don't I don't know I just know it it was a bonus question at Texas I know that much Wow uh, the the annoying for a while Cheryl Crow's all I want to do was number 34 yeah she likes to peel those labels from her bottles of bud yeah and use one sheet of toilet paper while doing it um, Michael Bolton showed up a couple of times on this list why uh, including uh, the Panty Dropper said I loved you, but I lied at 32.
1: What? He yeah. lied? <laughs> uh, you don't have any credibility in any of your other songs now, Michael. <laughs>
0: God. We can no longer celebrate your entire catalog.
1: I'm not buying a Honda now because of that. You uh, lied.
0: <laughs> uh, salt and Peppa Shoop was number
1: 29. I remember seeing that video seemingly
0: every 10 minutes on the MTC that summer. Yep. Uh, Richard Marks' Now and Forever, the theme of every prom ever in 1994, was number 25. (laughs) Every
1: prom ever in 1994. (laughs) Yep. That makes perfect
0: sense. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Regulate was number 22. Yes,
1: that's a song that I still enjoy to this day.
0: Uh, Coolio's Fantastic Voyage was number 20.
1: That's a song that I stopped enjoying.
0: (laughs) That's a song I never enjoyed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Prince's The Most Beautiful Girl in the World was number 19.
1: Was he still Prince at the time, or he was, was he the symbol he, at that he time? He
0: was the symbol at that time. So it's, it's, it's listed as Prince symbol.
1: Okay. All right. That wasn't confusing.
0: Uh, Salt and Peppa's What a Man was number 14.
1: They had a big year. They had a lot of the airplay, I remember. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden it went away.
0: I don't know what happened. Uh,. <laughs> Probably one of them turning overtly Christian kind of helped that.
1: Yeah, probably didn't help their cause. I mean, I don't know if you're gonna start rapping about dudes. <laughs> um, yeah, uh... <laughs> I just picture—I just picture the one Christian one. They all are dropping their verses and whatnot and then the christian one comes in and and starts talking about i got a guy in my life and his name's the lord you know <laughs> something like that yeah the, you're the, ruining the vibe again
0: the uh the, the have you sounded like a retard line doesn't really work all that well when you're talking about christian rap
1: <laughs> no I don't, I don't think that would go over well at all
0: yeah the, the question is if they had released that as a christian song would Stuart scott have dropped it in every other highlight he ever does
1: quite possibly i don't know that would have been an interesting social experiment Big tall
0: Jesus, 6'2", when I hit you. Uh, (laughs) Number 11 was R. Kelly's Bump and Grind, which, by the way, I still have the 12 play disc. It was uh, was a pivotal record in my life, I must say, and in the life of many others.
1: You know, it's. uh... When someone is an artist in some form. Yes, Uh, and you know that term gets thrown around. But (laughs) R. Kelly's pretty good at what he does. Uh, Yeah, yeah. At the same time, you've heard so many terrible things about him as a human being that it's just really—I mean—is it? Are you able to watch a movie starring Tom Cruise from earlier in his life and not still think about like, yeah, but you—you're this Scientologist, and it's you know seems kind of a little little off these days or you know what i'm saying isn't it
0: tough to not remember those things yeah i uh, i watch you know risky business or stuff like that and i think of that but it's kind of like i put on facebook last week i think i still cannot listen to berlin's take my breath away without thinking of of tom cruise just absolutely hammering kelly mcgillis in that movie i mean that (laughs) that was a pretty um Pretty out there sex scene for the time. He was just going to work on her, and then now, you know, knowing what we know about both of them, it seems kind of even worse to watch. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, it's retrospectively. I mean, when you watch these these older movies, it is kind of weird, isn't it?
0: Well, it was weird for me because I watch Top Gun all the time at Elon, and I'm sitting in a suite surrounded by eight girls, and they're they're all sitting there watching Top Gun, and I'm sitting there watching it with them, and it gets to that scene. And I'm just kind of looking around, kind of reading the eyes of every every girl in there. I'm like, "Hmm, is this going to uh, end okay. well or not?" <laughs> I'm trying to measure my my surroundings at this point.
1: Right. But I watched yeah, it with him like point. six,
0: seven times, you know, and still every, every time I felt a little weird.
1: Well, you know, I mean, I, I give you props for the uh, ratio that you're describing, though.
0: <laughs> it's the only way to roll. the right. the, uh, the top ten hits of 1994. I'll give them all to you. These are these are the pop ones, and we'll go to alternative. Um number ten was ace of Bases, don't turn around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh ace of bass. Uh, no no joke required.
0: Ace of bass also had number nine, uh, all that Good. she wants.
1: It's another baby.
0: Yeah. That's
1: it's great.
0: Uh Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting's All for Love was number eight. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This does not sound like a banner year for music.
0: No, 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 not at all. Um, Tony Braxton's Breathe Again was number seven. Uh, next. <laughs> now it's uh, whether or not her ex-husband can breathe again after he hits him. Um, <laughs> Lisa Loeb and Nine Stories' Stay, I Miss You was number six, which, oh, by, by the way, was off of a damn good movie soundtrack. Was it Reality Bites? Yes. Okay. Damn good soundtrack sexually, did you? Yeah,
1: forget Sacked what the other one's been. Huh? Yeah, um, yeah, that song, that, that song. I never, I never got into that song too much, uh, but it sure got a lot of airplay. So it was fun to try to stay away from it.
0: I, I've got to say, man, and and this is really putting myself out there. I, I, I have no problem saying this, but there's, there's always been kind of a weakness for me with really smart women, particularly smart women with glasses. And so uh-huh. she, she was so ordinary. And you know she looked like just you know the the random person who lived two houses down from you that you saw going to the bus every day, but there was just something about her i don't i 't know what it was, and looking back on it now, I even feel kind of stupid about it, but at the time, I just thought there was something so hot about her, and i i 'm really ashamed to say it now but i 'm
1: um, sure that if I could think of a equal uh, comparison, I would be happy to share it. i just can 't <laughs> think of one right now i 'm not saying that i haven 't had equally embarrassing uh, women that I was attracted to. Uh, I'm just saying that I can't think of one at this time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) No, it's just – really, I I am not trying to make myself sound better in the slightest.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh...
1: (laughs) I do remember one girl in high school – the one girl I went to high school with where I was seeing this guy, I was like, yeah, man, I think she's kind of cute. The guy just started laughing at me. He's like, are you serious? She's <laughs> ugly. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah, she has, I must have her confused with someone else. I'm new here. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that was awkward enough.
0: <laughs> the top five pop hits of 94. Some of these probably okay. ended up in long-distance dedications at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, Mariah Carey's Hero. Oh, a lot of dedications for that song. And now it's time for a long-distance dedication. Yep,
1: (laughs) gotta come up, come, gotta you gotta come out of one of those damn up-tempo numbers.
0: Uh, Number four, Celine Dion's "The Power of Love."
1: Boy, um, you know I really wish she could just reel back the years. As I saw her in her Vegas show performing that, I mean, wouldn't that be fun for everyone?
0: Yeah, then she could could go back enjoy that. (laughs) She could go back to when her husband was sixty-six instead of eighty-six.
1: Wow! All um, right, bringing out the—that's a heavy, heavy swing there, reaching way back.
0: Uh, Boys to Men's "I'll Make Love to You" was number three.
1: Was that? Had we? Was are we past the Cooley High Harmony album? Or uh, yes, we we were. We were. All right. Well. <laughs> yeah, they they had a lot of songs about making the love. I'll give them that. <laughs> yeah, uh, they got their message out there.
0: The—the the highlight of their career was the remake of "Chocolate Rain" they did with Daniel Tosh, though.
1: That was the highlight of their career. Yes, yes, Not End it. of the Road that stayed number one for several weeks.
0: By the way, uh, another great movie soundtrack, the Boomerang soundtrack. I, I still have that. It is within probably 20 feet of me. It is, it is one of the better movie soundtracks I will ever own. I had it somewhere. <laughs> I'll occasionally just turn to somebody and be like, Now, Marcus, I heard you done gone and got yourself whooped.
1: It's been a long time since I saw Boomerang. I just remember him paying money for the leash.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: That's what I remember.
0: Uh, number two that year, literally and figuratively, all for ones, I swear. When
1: Okay, you're talking about the highlight of that. When South Park took that and had Cartman's thing, <laughs> that was amazing.
0: <laughs> just... <laughs> Hearing Brad Paisley singing I love you with every gay beat of my heart just still kills me.
1: That was unbelievable, <laughs> really. Wasn't it?
0: Yes. I, I have to give Brad Paisley props for that. I'm, I'm not really the biggest Brad Paisley mark ever, but that, that lyric really earned him a lot of points with me. <laughs> That's <was> incredible. <laughs> a place for everything and everything in its place. <laughs> uh, and then the number one song of 94, can you hazard a guess as to what that might have been?
1: Uh, no, I'm scared to based on the rest of this list. <laughs> Number what one. other music do I not remember from this year?
0: <laughs> Jeez. See, I I'm wondering now if I need a drum roll for this? Would it would that be appropriate? Sure. Okay. Um <laughs> And see, I've got you scared now because you have no idea what this what this song's going to be and with good reason. You uh you should be very frightened. Okay. So <laughs> I I don't know that I can set this up any further. So without any further ado, let's, uh, let's give this the appropriate setting that it needs. The number one song in 1994 was The Sign by Ace of Base. Uh.
4: <laughs>
0: Three Ace no. of Base songs in the top damn ten of that year. Uh.
1: I mean, first they took over Sweden or whatever it was, and then they came here. Oh, man. That's <laughs> um, that's just all so scary to think about those things that you're like, yeah, those are really popular songs. Those were all over the place. They're still being used in commercials from time to time. I mean, can you imagine how much money they've made from licensing those songs? Oh,
0: God. I can't even imagine at this point.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, that's become one of the easiest punchlines you could say that if oh okay we got to have them listening to embarrassing music ace of bass song <laughs> seriously yeah yeah you're right i mean so that's uh...
0: the uh the top 101 alternative songs of that year and and we'll go through these as quickly as we can uh, i know that this this is a lots of process so we'll try and go through them uh if you remember the flaming lips record she don't use jelly that was number 101
1: I was going to say, we might only have time for the top 10. We only have like 10 minutes left of the show.
0: <laughs> ah, we'll, we'll power through. Um, let's let's look at some of the highlights. Uh, Pearl Jam's Glorified G was number 98.
1: Pearl Jam, I mean, so, the, the, you know, like the 10 album and all that stuff. I mean, God, the, 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 I really
0: loved those songs. Yep, but after 10, they were kind of dead to me. Really? Yeah, I mean, the rest of the... I, I, I guess uh, Do the Evolution is is strong, but a lot of their other stuff is just kind of boring.
1: So, I, I don't know. It all depends. There are some people
0: that are still fear supporters, obviously. I mean, they're still yeah. selling out arenas for a reason. Sure, but. sure. Sheryl um, Crow's Leaving Las Vegas was number 97. That was an alternative record? Uh, <laughs> it was a depressing movie is what it was. The, the alternative to good music. Sheryl uh, Crow's Leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nine Inch Nails' March of the Pigs was number 96. I remember that video vividly. Um Yeah. Cracker's Eurotrash Girl is number 92. If you've never owned a Cracker record, you need to immediately. Love oh, that yeah. Band. Yes. Love that band. Great band. Um, Sarah McLachlan's Good Enough was number 89. Not, not Angel, thankfully. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and not the song about the stalker that made her famous either. Uh, the, the song uh, Possession or whatever it is, the first one, was about a stalker. It, was, it came from a, a letter that a stalker had written her.
1: Oh fun.
0: Yeah. Well, you uh, get
1: inspiration from a lot of places.
0: Yeah, it's it's kinda like the people who think that the police's Every Breath You Take is a great love song. Not uh, really.
1: No, it's uh
0: it's not very happy actually. yeah uh, this might be. Uh Alison Chain's That's Got Me Wrong is number eighty seven. I love Alison Chains still. I mean I, I know yeah, sure. Lane Staley's been gone for who knows how long, but I love that guy. I love everything they did, just incredible band. Right. Sure. Um, the, the, the favorite of women from that generation worldwide, uh, Tori Amos God was number 85. I like her nose ring. <laughs> she sang a song about cornflakes. Cornflake girl. Uh, <laughs> uh, County Crow's rain King was 76. I, I didn't like the radio version of that track. I, I always liked the live unplugged when they did. There's like a ballad version of it. There it is. Yeah, it's really good, actually, surprisingly good. And, it, and I, I gave Adam Duritz all kinds of crap in the nineties, and with with good reason. But he actually did have some chops on that kind of stuff.
1: Huh. All right. So That's more stuff for me to check out. Yeah, it was
0: on a record called Across a Wire. Uh, they they did it in New York, and I know way too much about way too much music wise. I'll freely admit that. Um, if you remember the the one hit wonder Lucas with the lid off.
1: Uh, I I actually really liked that song. That was, I did.
0: Yeah, that was number seventy three that year.
1: I, I did I did enjoy that song. What can I say? <laughs> I do remember talking to someone who was like, yeah, I bought his album. The rest of the songs don't sound anything like it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was your fault for buying the album.
0: <laughs> See, that's why you needed to rely on singles at the at the time.
1: <laughs> I believe that I did have it on on cassette single. <laughs>
0: Uh, the uh, the Blur Jock Jam's favorite, Girls and Boys, was number 67. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah what a great song that was. Uh, another Alice in Chains record, I Stay Away, was number 64. Very enjoyable song. Yes, absolutely. Um, Beastie Boys' Sure Shot was 62 and should have been higher. That, I mean, that's
1: one of my favorite Beastie Boys songs. I'm not uh, a worshiper of the Beastie Boys like no. other people
0: no. are. Uh, at the same time, Sure Shot is a great track. Uh, yes, absolutely. I, I that's mean, that, one that beat just makes you want to move. Yeah, of course. You know, any, anytime you can name check Rod Carew in a record,
1: absolutely.
0: Um, <laughs> Urge Overkill's "Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon" was number fifty nine. Uh, famous for one of the soundtrack. yeah one of the notorious scenes in Pulp Fiction where uh, Mia overdoses.
3: I was going to say
1: one of the notorious scenes. I feel like that movie is just a series <laughs> of notorious scenes.
0: Well, yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, I mentioned Sarah McLachlan's position. Sarah McLachlan all over the list. Yeah, uh...
1: It's not on the list yet. (laughs)
0: Yeah. God, I hate that song. Uh, U2's All I Want Is You was number 51. That also on the Reality Byte soundtrack. All right. That's, yeah, strong soundtrack already, just based on songs we've named. Uh, "Spoon Man" was number 45, which always annoyed me because of the sounds of the spoons clinking in the background. I don't know, man. I, I actually thought that was a pretty good song. Um, yeah, good song. I mean, nothing wrong with Chris Cornell or anything he does, but still. Um, Green Day's Welcome to Paradise was number 41 that year. Okay, so Dookie came out that year. I believe so, yeah. All right, so I would expect to see a lot
1: of Green Day on this list then. Uh, welcome to Paradise and I mean Basket
0: Case and When I Come Around are probably still to come. Uh, probably, yeah. Longview should be somewhere in there. Right, right, right. Uh, Cornflake Girls, number 40. Great. (laughs) Uh, Weezer's Undone was number 37 off of another great record, one of the better records of the 90s. Still listen to that record.
1: Sure. Uh, I I definitely have that one uh, on whatever device I play my songs
0: out of these days. (laughs) You Uh, can't just say, I got that record.
1: (laughs) What? What does that even mean?
0: Uh, Beastie Boys' Sabotage was number 34. Great video. Yeah, and the literal video version is even better. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that does sound good i'll yes. have to check it out yes
0: it's uh it's worth seeing uh some of these songs that are on here by the way i've already mentioned in the other chart so i haven't brought them up uh allison chains no excuses number 29 so it's always interesting to
1: hear the expanded charts for these years because then you find out like all right this band released an album that year you know that kind of thing
0: yeah true
1: you know, it's the third time we've heard allison chains on this list
0: yeah, I um actually I've gone back and put together music lists on Spotify based off of end of year charts of certain years. So yeah, I'm I'm the I'm that dork. Uh, <laughs> can you share those? Yeah, I can. Oh, you can. Yeah, all right. I, I might ask you to do that. Okay. Um, Green Days when I come around number twenty eight. We mentioned that would be sure. on the list. Um, yep. Fell on Black Days another Soundgarden record twenty six. Nice. Uh, the the song that got stuck in all of our brains that summer, uh, Laid by James was number twenty four. <laughs> that song
1: because there's always one of them yeah we uh, all just remember it and we can't stop listening to it because it rattles around in our heads we just want it to go away so we listened to it for a few days but now it's just stuck in our head as something we don't hate
0: and then the bastards in American Pie use it as the opening credits drop <laughs> in all of their movies jerks well, a lot of licensing for him um Weezer's Buddy Holly was number 21 uh, talk about a great video uh, yeah yeah I still that I still I don't know what it was about that record that that particular Weezer record, but I still always thought Suzanne was never got the recognition it deserved off that record, and and uh, you know there there are a bunch of other songs on that record that are extremely good that never really saw the light of day, so most people just know those two songs.
1: And the, I mean, that's the record that what in my garage was on, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so it's you know random songs like that. So yeah, I I I'm with you. People, Good
0: record. People still don't know Surf Wax America when you talk to them about Weezer. But
1: you know that was something that I really wish I could have gone to. Weezer did these two uh, a two night uh run in San Francisco where they played the Blue album one night and then the Green album the next night. Wonder like how many, all the way through.
0: Wonder how many half Japanese girls were were in attendance.
1: I don't know what that means, but I really would have liked to have been there for the Blue
0: album. <laughs> El Scorcho?
1: Is, is this a video? No, the thing, o- the, or...
0: the opening lyric to the uh, to the Weezer song El Scorcho.
1: Yeah, that song doesn't ring a bell. I'm sorry. Well, go listen to it. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Well, we're in the middle of the
0: show. <laughs> sorry.
1: So if you want me to just ignore you for a few <laughs> minutes, and then just come back in the middle of whatever you were talking about when the show's you
0: know over at that point,
1: actually, I don't even have a couple minutes at this point.
0: Uh, number 19 on that list that year was Liz Phair's Supernova, which, by the way, Exile in Guyville is an incredible record i i don't know about liz fair's other stuff because she kind of turned pop after a while but uh supernova is from one of the better records of that year and you uh when you have the lyric of you know you bleep like a volcano <laughs> quality stuff that's dirty yeah uh rems what's the frequency kenneth was number 18 oh that's right rem with a record yeah, okay yeah, great yeah, yeah. uh longview was number 16 sure uh, is Far Behind was 14. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the silence is telling. It's uh, just like next. Like, yeah, it didn't make too much of an impression on me. The uh, the Offsprings Come Out and Play was 13. I loved that song a lot. I like that whole album. Uh, yeah, same. Uh, the Cranberry Zombie was 12.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of getting stuck in your head.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was, they, they referenced that on The Office, actually. They had uh, Andy Bernard's character singing that to a him.
4: Uh, <laughs> the way to do it.
0: <laughs> I'll give you the top eleven because the eleventh song is is worth uh, noting. Number eleven is Yellow Ledbetter, Pearl Jam. Sure, great song. That's a great song. Uh, Ten, Counting Crows, Mr. Jones.
1: This, so this was the Adam Duritz you didn't care for.
0: Uh, yeah. Passable, I guess. Um, Beck's Loser was number nine on the alternative charts. Okay. Yeah, uh, Nirvana's All Apologies was eight.
1: Man, that's. Do you think that people ever get embarrassed looking back in retrospect and thinking, oh, that song only was number eight on a given chart or something like that? <laughs> and then you hear, yeah, you know, Eiffel 65's Blue is above it. You
0: know, or <laughs> oh, wait till you hear some of the stuff that's above that, uh, above this one. Uh, Green Day's Basket Case was number seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veruca Salt's Seether was number six. Uh,
1: yeah. That song was all over the freaking place that year. Can't fight the sea. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. You, you can fight it. You can. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots' "Interstate Love Song" was number five.
1: How was that number five? Wasn't that song number one on the alternative rock charts for like ten weeks—a record uh, amount of time?
0: I thought so. I don't know. Uh, Lives. I alone was number four. I never really cared for Live. Nope. I'm not a big uh, Ed Kowalczyk guy.
1: Yeah, I didn't really didn't really get into him. Or that band.
0: Uh, the Offspring's "Self Esteem" was number three.
1: You know, I, I think "Come Out and Play" was a much better song, but they kind of had a little bit of a name going at that point, uh, and that one was a little bit
0: more radio friendly. I still think "She's Got Issues" was better than either one of them. But that's just yeah, um, Soundgarden's "Black Hole Sun" was number two. I always enjoyed that song a great deal, and I can I can drum roll for number one if you care, or I can skip it.
1: No, we probably need to have I mean, we're, we're <laughs> over our allotted our, our normal end times so right. we probably need to
0: finish up. Number 1 was 9-inch nails closer.
1: 9-inch nails, I mean he he's he's a very I mean smart musician and, and good about drawing emotions out but man he always sings about the most depressing stuff. And I I get it that's the point and everything but
0: still I I still know, I I am bitter toward Trent Reznor because he ended up making something that Johnny cash covered. It should have been the other way around. He did. Yeah. His song hurt was covered by Johnny cash, man. I couldn't imagine if you're Trent Reznor and Johnny cash saying, yeah, I'd like to cover your song. What? (laughs) Let's see. Should I answer? Yes. Hell yes. Or F yes. Right. That's (laughs) gotta be incredible. Yeah. But, uh, that's, that's your alternative hits of that year. And, uh, What a way to wind down the program, eh?
1: Yeah, almost (laughs) no sports talked.
0: (laughs) You don't sound sad about that.
1: No, uh, no, that's okay. I don't know. I wish we
0: could have spent more time talking about the Weather Channel and whether or not it's going to be on DirecTV. But you know, we didn't have time for that either. (laughs) The Weather Channel and whether it's going to be on DirecTV. Let's even try. Sorry, it's it's episode eighteen. We had to get to eighteen rim shots before we. Oh, all right.
1: I understand how it goes now. So it's what is that like a slap on the backside for every year of your birth or something <laughs> like that? Are you going to tell me because I'm
0: not letting you do that? Uh, no, I. uh Good. That's that's not really my thing. And uh, by by the way, uh, Ryan mentioning Jim Cantore screaming on a screen near you. You know, I. Uh...
1: I really I don't get it. I don't I just don't I don't understand. I'm I'm hoping that maybe we can have a guest next week that can explain just uh what having a strong love for the weather channel is really like, but I don't know. That's that's for us to find out as well as you.
0: <laughs> we'll see. Uh one other thing too I I should mention before we take off and I, I I won't take too much time with this, but I wanted to make sure that I mentioned it. Uh as as I've said uh elsewhere, I should probably say it here too. Um just a quick word about my grandmother who passed on Saturday. Um I didn't wanna bring up too much about it on the program because frankly this is a silly program and it should be. Uh but I just wanted to to mention her. She had asked long before she passed that, you know, I, I not spend a lot of time dwelling on her, that I go on and live my life and, and uh, you know, continue to be happy and and uh, you know, that she would continue to be proud of me. And uh so I'm honoring her a hell of a woman who has been through seen, lived, done everything just about, and uh, i 'm proud to share her name, her lineage, and her history and uh, she 'll be missed, but she was always such a positive influence i uh, i 'll carry that with me, I think, and we'll we 'll make it positive well i mean that's
1: it also shows that she must have been a very selfless person to be telling you. I mean, before she passed that, like, don't focus on this, continue to live your life. Um, and I mean, I think that just speaks to some of the qualities that, that she must have had and the impact she had on your life that, that you can remember that message as much as, you know, the good things that she brought to your life as well. So, um, I mean, I'm glad you took, took an opportunity to, to say something about it because I mean, family is so important to all of us. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's worth, it's worth mentioning. So I'm glad you did
0: yeah and she was she was always a fun loving person, and always loved to laugh and stuff so i I figured what better way to honor her than than to talk for three hours about stupid stuff <laughs> oh, <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> so uh called her mom as a kid, I still call her mom at you know thirty mumble so uh you know thanks mom love you and uh hope you're enjoying yourself wherever you are these days well, I think that's a fitting way to end, yeah and uh no more rim shots on the program either, no damn but Episode 18, we got in 18 rim shots. That's the final rim shot you hear and what you hear underneath you. The closing music to the program. If you want to tweet us, you can do it at Did that Make Air on Twitter. You can also email us dtmapodcast.gmail.com. Thank you for wasting your time for three hours with us. We love you. We'll see you back here next week. Until then, text in your vote for your preferred title of the program. Be well.